Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am, as I am. And my G's still pumping. Hold on the coaster, you know that my doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures. I feel them the dopeness and proper dosage. I crank up the focus to get it amplified. Feel it's in the skillet, but still it's some bigger fish to cry. Designed to recline and sift. Well, do it right! That is, of course, unless you're not. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is. Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me, as usual, bringing in another New Year's with the East Coast cast, is my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's going on? What's going on, man? Pouring that grain down people's throats. Yeah, yeah man, I just, I just poured that out today. Um, I just did looked at it for like two days and was like, I really love my friends, I think, but do I really love them if I made them drink this? <sighs> or oh, twice, you mean? Extra fermented? Yeah, no. It was, um, it was serious good times were had. Again, it's the East Coast cast. It's a new year. We've uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. We've got a, a pretty noteworthy SmackDown from last night. Good match. So yeah, let's let's jump right into it. Let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. If you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways to go about it. The first way, traditional way, get in line, get in queue. We'll take your call before this show is over. All you got to do is hit us on the Constellation line. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. Uh, if you can't uh, call us live, the other way to have your voice heard is to drop us a voicemail. So you got three unadulterated minutes to leave us questions, comments, rants, uh, whatever you got, hit us with it. Voicemail number is 415-787-5229. That's 415-787-5229. If you want to drop us a line, email Old school, hit us up on the email tip. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, get at us at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Twitter is always an option. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. And you can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Ken at Seahawk. C-E-E, Hawk. Um, and the last bastion of Get At It, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch. You'll see the logo and give us a like, share the page on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it. You know how that works. Uh, this week we got a, got a couple of likes just in the last few hours. Uh, really based on the strength of the uh, <laughs> Change My Mind 
pick that uh, that was posted on the uh, <laughs> on the fan page and Instagram and everything. Um, where what's his face? I forget that asshole's name. He's sitting there at his desk, and it says WWE fans or uh, fans that bring their title belts to to WWE shows should be forced to defend them. Change my mind, and that uh, that did well. <laughs> um, it did his thing. Definitely did his thing. <laughs> And on the strength of that, I think uh, we got Von Wilder, Fleazy A. Bagger, my man Young Fleazy, and uh, Colin West, who who jumped in spicy as shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was it was a cute post when, you know, such and such posted it on Twitter, tagged his homie and everything in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, look at that. The fucking internet, being the internet. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just being that guy in the comment section. Like, yeah, no, you, yes, you are. Yeah, but he did give us a like, so he gave us a like, so I we're friends now, like, no matter no matter what. Uh, I have to take the abuse, and he definitely have to have to take mine. So appreciate it, Colin Fleazy and Vaughn. Again, uh, share the page on your uh, on your timeline after giving it a like. Tag your pals in it, and uh, yeah, do it that way. Uh, so Cam, before we like get into. Uh, uh, Stories and you know the minutia of the week in TV. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund died. That story broke, I think, this morning. Um, so somebody that we certainly grew up with. I mean, when he's probably a lot of people that are listening to this show that are anywhere between you know, I'll be generous and say twenty-eight and you know, forty. This might have been your introduction to uh, to wrestling, the voice of of wrestling in in a lot of ways, and and Mean Gene was that for me. I started watching wrestling in '84. Um, by the time I really started paying attention, he was a a fixture in WWF, and uh, I can't wait. I don't really go out of my way to listen to like the career retrospectives when somebody dies, like from Bruce or, uh, but. I'm kind of excited to hear, you know, Bruce talk about Mean Gene's uh, AWA stuff, his hotline, <laughs> controversy, I guess, uh, and everything. So, yeah, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Can't. Um, you know, the, the, the voice I associate with. Listen, dog. <laughs> he didn't know Mean Gene. Yeah, he feels away. Okay, let's fix him as we do this. No, um, he's definitely the voice I most associate, you know, with 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 wrestling, especially like my my early listening. Um, you know, he's the guy next to Hogan. He's the guy who does the important things at WCW. Um, you know, you know, Hogan was the one in the ring with the NWO form. Um, you know, everybody's favorite. Uh, misstep with with Booker T um, and Hulk Hogan, like that was Mean Gene, and that's that's literally my favorite Mean Gene moment because he like didn't do what I wanted, skip past it, was professional about it. White people who you know the mind of his like doing and stuff are my favorite white people. So yeah, he's just. Um, you want to clear he, that up, Booker? Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. What was but that? Just the epitome of. Yeah, professionalism and class. I've always had a tux. Um, 
you look at the stuff with him and Macho Man and Elizabeth at Macho Man's house, um, just, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I always say this, and, and I don't think that I have to say it because I think the sentiment is understood. I, I very much understand people being sad, um, but I also think this is someone who, you know, lived a very full life and, and you know, life, yeah, life is a cycle, and, and this is, yeah, this is that time where, you know, it means Gene Oakland was born in what, um, forty three, and so you know he was touching eighty years old. Um, did so many cool things, got to meet so many cool people. I think you know a very accomplished life. Um, and I, I certainly wouldn't suggest anybody who isn't sad shouldn't be sad. But I also think that you know we should appreciate the time that he had and what he was able to do. But uh, yeah, just just there there were a few names that there are a few names in wrestling who aren't wrestlers who carry that type of weight. I mean, it's, it's him, it's, it's Heenan, um, you know, to a younger generation, it's, it's Heyman. There's Miss Elizabeth, there's Sister Sherry's, but I mean, you know, is just so far up there as a personality who is so valuable to helping other people, um, you know, get over and be important. So, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, yeah. 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 He he facilitated so many, so many things. Period. Also, so many awesome things. Like, like you said, he was in the ring when when NWO broke. He was in, he was there when so when you think of so many things in the eighties and nineties. Like Mean yeah. Gene was standing right there, or his voice could be heard reacting to the thing uh, uh, that 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 was happening. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, you know, a wrestling piece to one of the one of the enduring wrestling personalities who, you know, nobody ever said a bad word about. I think that's tossed around a lot, and yeah, of course, somebody who doesn't like the guy, but just just everybody seems to have such an appreciation and respect for. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Headlines of the week. What's the big kind of uh, wrestling TV? Is it is it the actual for sure ink dry signing of uh, or formation of the AEW? Is it uh, you know the road to the Royal Rumble and just WWE TV? What's uh, what's your what's your main story of the last week? I think it's AEW. I think that um, it seems to be kind of the story on everybody's mind. Um, we. And, and I say we, so I don't want to speak for you, but I, you know, have spoken for years about my appreciation for Cody Rhodes, the person, um, mm-hmm. outside of Cody Rhodes, the wrestler. He just seems to, like, he's, he's the coach's kid who can actually play. Yeah. He's a coach. Um, and you don't always see that. Like, you have your, you know, Scott, Puts, Scott, Scott Putskies and the like, who have tools to be okay, but, you know, that's, that's about where it gets. And, and granted, being an okay wrestler is, is being still in, you know, this really high percentage of – or low percentage of people who can be successful at, at this thing. So it's not a knock, but, you know, Cody Rhodes is just special in his own way. Like, his, his brother is, I think, one of the most naturally gifted wrestlers, pardon the pun. He's been natural for a while, but um, – you know, like Dustin Runnels is is an enduring wrestling figure um, who's always very good at his craft, who has some very memorable moments. Um, the, the thing that Cody's doing, 
that he's been able to secure, you know, with AEW. Um, just his rebrand from, you know, almost main event in WWE to leaving and, and pursuing his passion and really making things happen behind the scene, you know, leading to this deal with, you know, this, this, this family with, you know, endless money damn near, um, you know, him with the Bucks by his side, um, you know, maybe Omega in the tuck. It's, it's super fascinating. And like we're looking at, and granted, we have ROH, we have New Japan, but we're talking about, um, you know, an American-based company that looks like it's going to be, um, you know, a real alternative for people who either don't want to be in WWE, who aren't wanted by WWE. Um, and, you know, it it could be a situation where, and granted, they, I'm sure they have a lot of money, but we were talking about Cody Rhodes and the Bucks being able to work on their own terms for the rest of their lives and not have to fear for what may or may not happen. Um, just just a, an amazing story. And I, I want to make sure that I say, because I feel like we might get this question um, about AEW being able to compete with WWE. No, absolutely not. Um, WWE is too ingrained. Their name is is too like, deep into it. Like, you can't compete with Kleenex, even if you sell tissues. Because they're Kleenex. Well, Charmin does, but, but that's yeah, another I mean, ingrained but, kind of. But you can't just be on, jump on the paper, skirt though. on the scene, on the tissue scene. Not like Not toilet paper, though. Kleenex. Like actual Kleenex. Specifically. Yeah, it's its own like, thing. It's its own. You can't, like, yeah. Like, you Vaseline, yeah. Vaseline, and not petroleum jelly. It's the brand, the one yeah. brand takes over for the. When people yeah. say, yeah. When people say wrestling, you in a lot of cases they're talking about WWE. Like that, that's, that's what they're referencing. So no, same like, thing with UFC. Like, exactly, exactly. Like like the, the yeah, MMA. But, but hey, to a lesser like, extent, but but to a to a great extent too. Yeah. There's MMA the first fans thing that came to mind with me. Yeah, I was like, I really really like my Jordans. Like I really like my Jordans, but I also like Adidas. Like both of these things can exist and be successful. Um, you know, one's going to have a much larger market share. It doesn't mean everybody on the other side can't get rich too, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. Now, what about the, so, the departures from <clears throat> the departures from Impact? You had DJ Z not renew, you know, his contract, a lot, you know, a lot of people's contract ended at the end of the year or, come, you know, yesterday, basically, to start of the new year. Uh, Trevor Lee, I think, is this kind of – is this just more indication of? I mean, DJZ. I, I doubt he's an automatic, but signed. But he's like, hey, I'm going to make myself very available for, sure. for these guys this year. <laughs> like you said, like a Trevor Lee seems like you know somebody. They're already like, okay, like yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, that, that seems more absolute slam dunk kind of. Not only will he be in the in the in the uh, Fed, but that's probably a centerpiece. I can't imagine he would. Yeah, and then you got to wonder, like, you know, how much money is going to be available to them to throw at Kenny Omega. You know, um, it's really like it's a really fascinating time to be a fan, and and you do wonder how the media is going to be presented because I think somebody was like, they're not going to do the global force wrestling thing, and immediately I thought of Shelton Benjamin wrestling at a baseball stadium. Comedians, right? 
So it's like, no, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that. Like, I, I just – I don't know the guy, but I still – I trust Cody Rhodes because um, he's somebody who bet on himself and has just done well. And what's funny is, like, some of the guys who love wrestling the way that I love wrestling don't think a lot of him as a wrestler. And to me, that speaks even more about how successful he's been. Like, I, I think Cody Rhodes is a very good wrestler. Um, but yeah, he's a the fact that yeah, people who are deeply ingrained into it and like a particular aesthetic, the fact that they don't think that highly of him, but he still managed to do this, um, just says a lot about what I think other people think about him and what he can bring to the table and the type of people that he can attract. So, yeah, I think that has to be the biggest story. It's just um, – it's not – Hogan and Bischoff showing up on TNA and then competing live on Mondays. Like, I, I don't think we'll ever be that delusional about this thing ever again. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just – it's a place for wrestlers to make money that all of a sudden has a lot of money and needs wrestlers. The business seems to be on the up and up. Like, this is a family who we've seen, like, have successful companies um, – you know, if, gosh, if we're talking about a year ago, like have this up-and-coming great brand football team, and that, that ebbs and flows, but, you know, aside from this season, they seem to kind of be on an uptick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it is a very good sign for, like, the state of, of pro wrestling, not just WWE wrestling, but pro wrestling, that people are going to have another place to go, another place for talent to be seen, and I don't think it's going to breed dollar-for-dollar competition, but if they can produce a product that people review higher, that people rate higher, I do think that means WWE is going to work harder. Like, WWE is going to, you know, they're moving to Fox. They've, you've had all these important people, bands and Triple H's showing up like all throughout the holidays um, to put their faces on TV. So it's not that it's pressure from AEW, but there is a pressure on them to produce a better product than they've been producing. So I do think these things work hand in hand. And if AEW manages to put on, you know, they got like, they got this double nothing show coming up, right? Um, and no, they're just going to showcase, you know, all the best talent that they can. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just good for everybody, not necessarily when there's competition, but when there are more options. More options are always good. Are, is the con, is Tony Khan banking on cable not being dead or dying at, at you know, uh, the, the, the rate at a, just such a fast rate that it just won't be worth it? Can he get a decade? Um, I think that, like, the fact that you can't, you're probably not going to have the eyes that you had that first night that TNA went hit up with WWE. Like, that's not going to be a sustainable number for you. Um, but I do think that. What, what was that number? 1.3? No, they did a 1.3 yeah. rating. And I think that came to about 1.1 million viewers. I think. If if WWE is doing two, I don't think you can expect to do one with talent that that audience isn't familiar with. Um, But it's still TV. You know, TV still exists. 
there's still people who are going to shell out money for TV. Advertisers are still going to go to that. Um, everything's not going to go full digital yet. So I think that the fact that the talent that you have has always been a part of these really high-rated strength pay-per-views. I can't see that part of it going away. And I think that, you know, when you charge for a pay-per-view that, you know, 200,000 people are going to buy, like, that's, that's what I do think. More people are going to pay for an AEW pay-per-view than ever paid for a TNA pay-per-view outside of the Joe Angle cage match. I do think that. Um, and I don't know if they're going to have to do a subscription play, but I also don't think they're going to put on a show every month. Um, I think people are going to go see them live, too. I think that being in that South Florida region, I think you can run buildings with that talent um, that the people are going to come out to, even more so than necessarily an NXT show, because I think that the people familiar with NXT – or WWE fans, I don't know how many people outside of that really go to it. Like, I don't know if you're going to a WWE or an NXT house show if you are the type of person who stays up for a Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I don't know if it works like that. Uh, but I think that you can put enough eyes on that. There are enough ways to make money in wrestling that, you know, like, the three guys that are spearheading this, Cody and the Bucks, they sell T-shirts. They sell out Hot Topics with church next yeah. to WWE guys. You know, like that's for them to have built this thing with and not that they didn't have money behind them, but these guys are hustlers and there's no reason to think they all of a sudden slow down because there's money behind them. They've shown that they can make money on their own and a lot of times if a company sees that you can do that without their backing, right. you know, if it doesn't Quite, yeah. them, like what's it gonna hurt? You know what I mean? Like this guy works for him. Yeah, I so assume he can make me money. I assume better resources they'll be able to get more and better things done because they're get things done kind of guys like that's clear uh, that doesn't change money exactly exactly like it's it's that thing where if anything it just goes into overdrive <laughs> yeah well when when we and granted i'm certainly not saying that Travis is Cody Rhodes, or that Rich and I are the Young Bucks. So I want to preface it by saying that. But when when I reach out to people about projects I want to do, about locations I might want to use, and I show them what I have been able to do out of my pocket, you know, without Mm – having a location or with having limited access to tech and they see that, it's easier to convince them that this will be good. Like, I'm like you can help me out a little bit. We can work together. And, and you know, it produces. So on a much larger scale, like, I, I think that these are trustworthy people and it's not like they've, like, again, Jeff Jarrett has found ways to make money left and right because I think Jeff Jarrett's an amazing salesman. I That might mean he's a con artist. Those things are mutually exclusive. But Right. These guys have proven what they can do without a machine behind them. So with the machine, no telling. But it's a different kind of machine. You know, it's not the WWE machine, for better or for worse. It's uh, when we typically think about the machine, since, since WWE and their machine was garbage anyway, as far as merchandising and all the, <laughs> the things. They, WWE, you know, like... I think I don't know if we've ever really talked about this. It just happened in like last month. But WWE, who do you think pitched? Hey, 
we should sell all these T-shirts in different colors. Yeah, not it right. was somebody, some outside, some or or Are a wrestler sure? themselves, Bailey or Finn Balor or somebody. Hello, Cam. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I but, bet it was a. I bet it was a wrestler. Or I bet it was wrestlers that were like, "Why can't we get these in different colors? I got so many different yeah. ideas, but I want to, you know." Uh, so I think and it was. Just, yeah. It seems like that would have made you so much money because, like, t-shirts don't cost. You know, in, in the tea public red bubble Teespring era, it doesn't cost more to produce a blue shirt than a red shirt than a black shirt than a white shirt. It literally doesn't cost any more money. So, like, somebody, I don't know who, who did it. Like, if it wasn't a wrestler, let's just say, if it was somebody in, in the corporate office, they should be given a lot more money. Because it's a way to wear the same thing, but wear a different thing. And people like to be the same, but different. People like to put their own twist on things. So, yeah. Right. And the fact that Pro Wrestling Tees is a million, you know, probably a multi million dollar company after, you know, six or eight years of existence probably showed them like, oh man, we're if anything we need we want to you know the instinct of wanting to crush those guys had to kick in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, let's. Uh, what's uh, is there? Is there a B story? Is there a TV story that's uh, that tops oh, your tops your probably, uh, news uh, item list? I, I think that Steph Triple H interaction is very important. Um, we can talk about that, but probably the the biggest, the coolest moment was definitely Becky Lynch, John Cena, but I mean AJ Styles wins a fatal five way to get his rematch at the Royal Rumble. I, th- I think that's and a singular story uh, in the main event picture. I think that's the biggest one. Um, you know, this this push of Mustafa Ali is really cool. Um, you know, SmackDown was not that Raw was bad, but SmackDown was a pretty good, a pretty streamlined show. Um, yeah, I, I like what they're doing with Mustafa Ali. I like that this Rusev Nakamura rivalry is just that. I, I like cutthroat Nakamura. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the Mandy Rose, Naomi, Uso thing because I think that it's... I understand Mandy Rose is attractive. I, I think that it's really limiting, and I hope that it turns out that she's just doing this to get the edge on Naomi and not that it's a real romantic thing because that's, right. that's stupid. Because right. they can't tell that. Is there, you know, is that is the like, only way... They're not capable of telling that. I think for for them, I think the only way to tell that story where it's where Mandy's not... where it's just she's trying to get the edge is to put a guy with her that she... you know, is to give her a love interest. Eh, maybe not. I, I, don't, I don't... But no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because like, I don't trust them to do what you're saying they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, I thought that show was good. But yeah, I think that the the biggest talking point out of it, um, is yeah, AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match at at the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know what that means. AJ's doing at WrestleMania because typically, you know, you lose that match and then you're doing something quote unquote special. You know, maybe 
Maybe you get AJ and Seth Rollins to determine something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that, that would be a big SmackDown talking point. Uh, AJ Styles coming out of that. Uh, but, you know, Trevor, I, I like this TV. It's probably, because of the holidays, the most I've got to really sit down and watch Raw and SmackDown as they've happened. Um, they are doing a, a pretty disciplined job of not just running back rematches of explaining why, you know, people are getting title shots. I could have I could have done without the way that they did the uh the standoff for the women's title with Becky Charlotte and uh and Carmella. But the way it's kind of filmed, I I'm not a fan of that. They do have valid points, but they haven't found a way to shoot that without it sounding whiny. And that's for men and women. It's kind of the same thing. But I guess you have to present your reasons for things happening. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think they, it's, it's crazy. Like, Carmel was like, I beat the both of you twice, and I was champion for 150 days. I should get a title shot. It's like, oh, you, you got a good point. That, that makes sense. Um, I, I right. do love, like, the Triple H-Oscar relationship. I, I just think that's really cool um, because if you're somebody invested and you watch NXT – like, you get that he saw all the potential in her and her being successful. It really is one of the few male-female relationships in modern era WWE that seems to be, uh, you know, teacher and protege and genuinely that. Um, so it's, sure. it's pretty cool to, to see. Yeah. yeah, probably Regal's probably the only other – authority, uh, uh, you know, man in authority. Shane, too, but but Regal, as far as, like, having gravitas and, you know, uh, he could pull yeah, that off. He's and a he, competent boss, yeah, who, who, who everybody's an employee. <laughs> Nobody's, a, it's not female employees or male employees. He, he treats everybody the same, but in the right way the same. Now, like, he's not, not seeing gender, but you see he is champions like champions. He's having incredible matches. Um, you know, setting up valid stipulations. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, that's one of so, the uh, for me the investment in NXT so long. That's one of the relationships I do appreciate. So when I see them on camera together, it makes me happy. Now on Raw, with this is I think the NXT effect because Natty gets attacked backstage, and that match, her tagging with. Uh, Ronda against uh, uh, I don't even remember Nia right? and, uh, and Tamina. That was yeah. that was that night. That was later, and I was just like, ah, oh, see, that's totally like next week. We're go- you know you see the commercial like it's been confirmed. Next week's going to blah blah blah, and the fact that they had that that same, that night. It's I just think it, it's the NXT effect where you see it done. Right, or at least in my in my uh, account, or my opinion, it's a, just to space it out and to make it feel Im- important. And because your show that you have tonight was already scheduled, you can't just go making matches. And because somebody got attacked, up, oh, well, we got to take that into consideration next week and write the show around that. That's it. Just makes the show that you're watching seem less. Because they can just—it's not written yet. It's that Teddy Long thing where he would just come out and, or not even Teddy Long. It, it happened a lot in that era, but matches would 
uh, main event matches were dependent on something that happened in the first hour. You know, not even a show. It didn't even open the show and end the show. It's like something that happened at 8.59, and then, and then that's, going to, that's going to be the main event. Like, didn't y'all have the main event? So who was already going to be in the main event? That it just makes me think of that, and that's not a not the best. I, I don't think, but um, but Raw again, it was still a good a good show, and that actually was a you know a decent match. And but but this week, and like most most weeks, SmackDown gets 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 the buzz. That Becky Lynch Cena segment was pretty amazing. I was playing Red Dead Online. We were posseed up. There was all kinds of action happening in Tumbleweed. I was not having it because that segment was uh, about to start. So I went and went somewhere, went to the gunsmith or something, and just and, and, and opened my catalog and just and just hung out there uh, uh, for that whole thing. And how they got to the match was was really good. Zelina Vega was really good. Uh, Almas, you know, he didn't say much, but he was good, you know, in his in his, in his work. Just, just everything around that segment was top notch and main event had a main event feel. Yeah. All right, let's talk to some folks. Hit us, uh, hit us up. Constellation line three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Let's uh, start things off by hearing uh, a familiar but. Unfamiliar lately, voice. Let's go up to Newark and talk to Kylan. Uh, Kylan, what's going on, man? Oh, wait. I got to bring him on. What's, uh, what's on your mind? How, how's everything? Everything's going well, bro. From, he- from here on out, you... You you will be hearing me permanently again, so that that's good news. Uh, to kick us off for this week, my question is: With Kenny Omega scheduled to be meeting with. Vince McMahon and Triple H at some point during this week. Will, will you think? Will Kenny be dissuaded away from signing with his friends in All Elite Wrestling, or will he? Go to all elite wrestling now that his new Japan contract is expired or is scheduled to expire within the next week or two, apparently. Would it be interesting, Cam? <laughs> if WWE was able to sign Kenny Omega singly away from his Cody and Buck homies, could you imagine if they just were like, "Look, we'll give you that Nakamura contract, uh, Nakamura deal, 
and they can't do that. They're not going to do that. You would, you know, like take it or leave. You know, could he leave four million dollars on the table because of loyalty and you know we were we were going to build this together, Kenny. You know, you could just imagine. I mean, telling that he didn't sign the the. And I don't mean developmental, but the development deal with them. You know, it's telling that he didn't jump in with them when they signed. Like, you know, he's he's with them, but he's not a part of the brain trust, so to speak. Like, it's um, I don't we I've been in situations like that where I was in like a creative process and I wasn't involved in the money. It was just okay. When we get this thing, we want you to be a part of it. Like, I wasn't in, you know, meetings or the deals or whatever. So, I mean, I can see it happening. And, you know, I don't think – like, I, I love Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is one of the most fun, uh, you know, wrestlers to watch. I, I just think that, like, they already got their money. So it's not, like, contingent on Kenny Omega. And if I'm if I'm Kenny Omega, right – and I'm into the dollars and cents, but I also want to make sure I'm taken care of. I'm looking at how WWE treated Nakamura number one, like you said, but I'm also looking at Adam Cole, and I'm looking at Ricochet. Um, and what I mean is, I think aesthetically, he's closest to like a Ricochet. But I'm reaching out to them. I'm asking them how they feel. Uh, Kenny Omega is white and Canadian, so he might have a problem asking them about the specific money they got. I don't know how that works. Like that. But hmm. I'm, I'm, that's, those are the guys that I'm feeling out. And, and really, I'm asking Seth Rollins and AJ Styles how they feel, how they think they're treated, what's going on, because I think those are the guys I kind of compare myself to. And, you know, I, I believe that that Cody's man, and that's the Bucks man. So this is what I'm saying. It being me, I'm like, yo, how much are they going to offer me that I'm allowed to go tell WWE they're offering me? I would have worked that out first. Because I'm like, yo, they said they're giving me one five over two years. Can you beat that, and by how much? Because AEW is going to be a lighter schedule. They're probably going to be more open with him working dates for other companies. Like, I just, just assume that that's going to be their selling point. Uh, so is it possible that WWE can find him? Absolutely. They have all the money in the whole world. And they just, they're about to get, like, a windfall of money. So, hell, Kenny Omega may take independent dates for the next, you know, six months, seven months to see what their money's hitting for. Uh, but, you know, if the, the rumor is that everybody got one five each at talent. So, you know, Kenny Omega as a solo act is, you know, a bigger money draw than Cody. He's a bigger money draw than the Bucks. As, as a, and I'm not talking about merchandise, but as come to see me wrestle, like he's bigger than that, so you know they say, "Yo, we'll give you, we'll give you two million over two years," and WWE's like, "We'll give you one five over two years," and hopefully, you know, we can turn that into something else. We'll see how it goes. I might work with AEW. Like, I don't think you don't hear about people not getting a WWE deal and that bridge being burned if they like you. 
Right. I have no reason to think that's not a guy they like. Like, he just did uh, Xavier Woods up, up, down, down, like, to start the year off. So you got to believe that that has to be cleared through. Listen, as somebody who interviews people with WWE affiliations, like, I've been told I can't do any interviews for three months. But in three months, we can work something out. Like, and, like, somebody who works independently, that sucks. But I understand because I don't want to mess up nobody's bag. So, you know, if that's, like, if that's the case, like, if it's kind of a sit-down thing, like, you know, that's just what it is. But can they, Kylan? Absolutely. They have all the money in the world. Will they? I think it depends on... For somebody like Kenny Omega, who seems to be interested in the craft of wrestling, it may depend on how much freedom he has based on how much money he's getting. I wish on so many occasions that I had uh, uh, Professor Farnsworth's what-if machine. And you could just be like, hey, what would happen just story-wise? Like, just uh, how would the wrestling world react to that what would it look what would the landscape look like two years from now when that with that happening kind of thing what would their friendship and all that like just what uh, i'm interested in the intrigue and the petty kind of uh you know machinations of 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 leaving your pals when you were going to go presumably go build something together so We'll get a follow-up from Kylan in a little bit. Uh, there's a NWA Ring of Honor partnering with for the Crockett Cup, and they're going to do it in the Carolinas, in, in Concord, in North Carolina. We'll go in that shit, then. We'll go in that shit. So that's cool. <laughs> what, me and you? We, uh, uh, no, no, you got it. Rich is closer. Right. Well, <laughs> it's, a tag, it's, a crack, it's a tag, tag team tournament. No, I understand. I said Richard Foster. Y'all go do it. Y'all got it. I'll manage. East Coast Cats VIP. Um, that should be interesting. All right, let's get a follow-up from Kylan. Kylan, anything else for us? Or follow-up on, uh, on AEW? Which, which wrestler c- currently is... WWE, do you see being the most likely candidate to leave and join all elite wrestling by the end of 2019? Mojo Riley, after Seth shitted on him on Monday. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, like... I know my man Mojo was like, who seems like a perfectly nice guy, who who's, works hard and you love his energy. And I even, like, appreciated, like, the heel stuff that he was doing when he did it. I know he was just like, God damn, because, you know, it wasn't ran through Mojo first. Right. Like it, he saw yeah, that he shit the first time, so like, like when everybody else like, did. Or not everybody. He's known about it for, for you know, he, he heard about it taping. He was either backstage or somebody texted him, like, yo. Why like, could you imagine? Like, well, imagine he backstage with catering. Maybe he had a match on main event, you know, a dark match or something. Yeah. And he's in catering. He's like 
just busting it up with somebody. Maybe he's got like a plate of like Swedish meatballs or something. And he's just here, just on the loudspeaker. He's not paying attention to Raw necessarily. Hell, I even got Mojo Riley a good match. And he's like, wait, what? What? What did I do? What? And, that, and it was a good match. That's the funny part. Like, it was a pretty good match. Like, it was. Like, yeah, Mojo, Mojo's like, I'm out of there. Um, who's currently on the roster? I mean, Jeff Hardy, who, somebody who can do that. Even though aesthetically, I don't know if he's what they're looking for, but somebody who can do that, who can use his real name, and if he wants to come back to WWE, eventually would be able to. Um, because they have a love for Jeff Hardy. Uh, you know, Rey Mysterio. I don't know how long his deal is for. I could see him doing that. Um, you know, outside of those guys, it, it's kind of difficult because I feel like everybody else is just so submitted in where they are. Or if they're released necessarily, they don't know if the waters are clear enough for them to leave and return. Um, Jeff Hardy jumped out to me immediately. Uh, I, yeah. That, that, that's who yeah, I think none, first. None of those neither Jeff and Ray certainly don't um not that they wouldn't certainly take those guys and feature them and put them on their T V. I mean they'd be dumb if they didn't. I just don't see something like that happening necessarily. I'm going <laughs> first person I thought about and I don't know what's contract status or if he'd even you know, but like Brian Kendrick. He cut his beard off, okay. OT last week, and, and he had a clean, smooth baby face. And I was just like, "Damn, Spanky's back, right?" Right? Like, oh. and he could still keep up with a, a lot of those guys in that in that style. Ray and Jeff, I, I, I don't. Again, they'd be dumb well, but, if, they, yeah, if they had a chance thing, to though. get those guys. They should. I I realize. That aesthetically, they're not the same as like they don't wrestle the style that you think is going to be wrestled there. My thing is anybody who can wrestle that style, like I don't know if I don't know if in September when WWE is about to sign like get this crazy money, I don't know if they don't tell everybody, hey, you can do what you want, but you sign it with that company is going to make it harder for you to come back. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that that's a thing that happens, you know. So, like, I don't think who, I don't think they could do that. That I don't think you can. Do, if you're WWE, you can do that that blatantly in 2019. But they, I mean, they they just shut down. They just signed all those uh, NXT UK guys to that deal where they can't wrestle right. outside. That's not going. You know? That's not telling people, hey, if you well, no, no, no. people on that, I'm, I'm not. And let me be clear. I'm not saying that they literally say you can't do this. What I'm saying oh, they is make it clear the, in their the way. next round of contracts might say, hey, um, guys who are interested in this, we need to make sure that you haven't wrestled for any company in the southeast region in the last three months if you want to make our TV in the next six. Right. That's how it works. You know what I mean? Like, you the new guys, that's the deal that they're getting. You at the end of your deal, you might be like, I don't know. That's some, indiv- that's some individual one shit <laughs> where we all know about, individual one yeah. is the fucking president, dickhead in chief. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how fast I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I'm just like, yeah, they got, they got, they got nerds working in the room right now on that specific language. But um, I, I think kind of the kind of the second half of this. I who would I who do I think works over there? Oh, you know, Buddy Murphy, Sid Alexander. Um, what? Oh, oh, Buddy Murphy. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Murphy, Sid Alexander. Oh, no, no. Uh, the the revival. You know, I just oh. Revival Bucks matches. As somebody who doesn't like the Bucks aesthetically, yeah. seeing the revival in an environment where they can wrestle, you know, I, you know, what's funny. You know who I would see over there that now they seem to be in a comfortable place. The club, like they, uh, uh, they yeah, Gallows are a team who, yeah, yeah, they're a team who I think works in that environment. But I think they've kind of settled into what they're doing. You know what would be really interesting, and there's no reason for them to do it, um, even though I think that based on longevity, based on the fact that we don't know any missteps, imagine the New Day going to AEW. Like, I feel wow. like they could ask for a lot of money. Woods' platform doesn't change. You know, Kofi, if you, I mean, who knows? But you've never heard about Kofi being mad with his money, and he's been under contract, what, 12 years? So, you know, he could be good. Uh, Big E's been in the system for a long time. That would be an interesting bet as a trio if they could get all three of those guys. I think that – imagine – I don't know how much of it is them, how much of it is WWE, but I feel like their personalities are strong enough to where if they could come up with their own content purely – I think, you know, that, that's something that would be strong. Yeah, I just I just think New Day has gotten has been where they are for, you know, the past three, four years that it's it would be I'm actually talking myself out of my point because they might be tired. They might be going, well, hey, let's conquer another you know, this can't last. We can't. I doubt they can do another four years as a New Day gimmick. But if they went to AEW and and uh, and Big E was a featured main event, uh, featured heavyweight, and and Kofi was and 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 Xavier were maybe in a. I don't know. I I don't see it happening, but I could see it happening. Is is really what I'm getting at. That'd be interesting. Yeah, Again, I need that Farnsworth uh, what-if machine. <laughs> this is going to be a hell of a year, like, just, like, speculating and, 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 and having scenarios and, uh, like, legit what-ifs. So, that'll be fun. Let's, uh, let's get to an email. This one's from, uh, from Gibran in Vegas. Uh, he chimes in. He says, uh, what do y'all think of these second and third generation kids that come from a well-known superstar or or wrestler? Some of them take off and have a good career in the WWE, and others seem to have a few years in the WWE before you know it. They're gone. I would put Randy Orton and Natty. I would put Randy Orton and Natty have had a long career and with WWE. And someone like Ted DiBiase Jr. was let go from the company after a few years. Uh, I think I get the gist of your uh, your question there, Jabron. Um, 
it's just, you know, the talent. It's just Ted DiBiase Jr. wasn't really, like, a compelling or dynamic personality. As aesthetically pleasing as he was, he looked the part. But beyond – and he wrestled fine. That wasn't an issue. But he just didn't inspire anybody to come to the arena. Yeah. Except for a few, a few posse members, you know, DiBiase's posse. Yeah, they they put him in a movie because he was good looking, um, not because he could necessarily act. So, um, right. Teddy DiBiase Jr. was like, just think about and, and Cody Rhodes is Cody Rhodes is good looking. You know, Cody Rhodes is his physique is smaller. He's the best physique in his family, but his physique is smaller. But if yeah. you're just looking at two people, there's no reason you think Cody Rhodes would be more successful than Teddy DiBiase. But Teddy. Ted DiBiase wasn't interesting. Like, I think that I always think that D.H. Smith was miscast. Like, I think that he found himself later on as the two the fuck up guy. Um, that's not what they let him be. But you know, the thing about Natty, and and I, and I mean this sincerely, and and I don't mean this as a negative, but you know, being a mechanic is a noble career. And I think that, you know, her dad was was just fine, but she comes from a family of mechanics. And that's how she chose to find her trade as a mechanic. And we all consider her to be a good wrestler. We know that her role is kind of to get good matches out of people. Like, outside of her personality. And every division in every company needs that. Um, so I think that's why she's going to um, You know, Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase aren't that far apart aesthetically. Like, Randy Orton, I've said this a million times, he's one of the most, um, he looks good with the belt. And that's the biggest compliment I can give a wrestler aesthetically. Um, he has a great look about him. He's really good in the ring. Probably outside of rock and perfect, I think as a second or third generation guy, um, he's just the most naturally gifted at wrestling. He's Randy Orton's an amazing wrestler. Um, I don't think much of the person, but he's an amazing wrestler. Um, I think that's what it comes down to, though. Um, like Curtis Axel is just fine, but you're not interested in anything Curtis Axel does. Um, but Randy Orton more interested than Ted DiBiase Jr., but not. Yes, tons. absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's there's a reason that yeah, Curtis Axel's still around. Um, Bo Dallas is, is a super interesting um, person, and he was you know a big deal in NXT. They know he's a good hand. They can do interesting things with him, and they kept him around. Bray Wyatt. I, I think Bray Wyatt is zero better than his dad ever was, uh, and I like I like Michael. Well, that. I think Bray Wyatt well, that actually leads into his second question. How would y'all bring back Bray Wyatt, and would the Rumble be a good time? And if so, should he be the old Bray or something new? Uh, has he gone long enough that us as fans would be cool if he came back as the same Bray? Uh, thanks, I'll be listening to the show. Uh, the Rumble definitely is a good time. I mean, it's tailor-made for returns and debuts and surprises. <clears throat> so, yes. Whether you should be in a new Bray, a new Bray or the same Bray, I'd vote something different. Um, and then you said, has it been long enough that it, that we accept him 
as the same brand. I thought you were going the other way. Like, has he been going long enough that we as the fans would accept them as, you know, something new? And I think, sure. And I think we were, yeah, it's been, it's been long enough. Yeah. What that I new mean, I, gimmick, I what that kind of new character could be, I, I don't I don't know. I hope they're yeah. working on they're the, working I mean, on something. Been cryptic with the tweaks, you know, like he's been I'm changed, I'm better, and all kinds of stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Okay. Um, I know he's good in the ring, and he he's had a cool look. He's had charisma to him. Hopefully they find something interesting for him to do, but he's not like like we talked about Travis, his ups and downs. Like he's a guy that you see so cool in person. Um you know, they I think that without strong writing there's not a lot you can do with his gimmick and that's been kind of the pigeonhole talking in circles. Um but he's been good enough for them for long enough and he's been through a couple of things, like in the age of social media, some of his misdeeds are pretty public, and they haven't quit on him yet. So, I think they're going to find something interesting to do with him, and he's going to be he good enough to do it. Didn't he? Uh, wasn't he yeah. one that got pretty sick with the staff or or, or something? Yeah, yeah, and was laid up and with then, that lady who wasn't his wife, which is fine. Which I don't got no no problem with. What I'm saying is the, the way that these things get public, that could have easily been a negative for him. Um, and he's, he's still standing. I think it says a lot that they stuck with him through personal issues and injuries. And that speaks volumes about how they feel about you when they've cut bait with other people. Like uh, Rich Swan ended up not being convicted of anything. And then he's – so where is he going to sign? You know, like it's, it's it's like that. And they seem to have an affinity like for and appreciation for Bray. Like it, it, it kind of got ex- – not exposed, but – we kind of saw that, like, oh, he has a, for lack of a better term, a crazy girlfriend, and this is kind of par for, of course, for this volatile relationship. Like, that wasn't, you know, like, the thing, yeah. But because of the way it went down, the way of timing, and it just wasn't like, hey, sorry. Yeah, and this is not Travis and Cameron saying that. Rich Wall being a nigga got in trouble because Ted Alexander was also out there talking crazy, and he's okay. So we're not saying that, but but yeah, it turned out to be kind of a, a just kind of a, a wash our hands of this guy because maybe we don't see he's worth the time and energy, but they do feel the Bray Wyatt. So we'll, we'll see what they do with him. But I, I have every reason to believe he's gonna be okay because if it's nothing else. He puts his all into what he's doing, so hopefully they give him something interesting and we can rock with that. Let's go back to the constellation lines. Let's uh, bring on two four zero. That is Marcus from DC. What's happening, Marcus? It's good, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Happy New Year. Uh, Thanks. Matt Down made me realize how much I hate. Well, I should say hate, but that's a strong word. How much I dislike <laughs> taped episodes of Matt Down. Because <laughs> there's so long I've seen a tape. Sorry? What you say? You got it. You said that was Okay. I'm just saying, um, I realize how much I don't. I, I dislike taped episodes of Matt Down because they pipe in the crowd reaction and stuff. And it's like very, just very annoying. <laughs> Especially doing the Jeff Hardy and uh, Samoa Joe match. 
I know there was one time when Joe hit a move on Jeff in the corner, and the crowd was like going crazy. But you could see the crowd just sitting there watching. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? So that's, I, it just shows that no one pretty much reviews what they're putting out on the show, especially when it's like something like it's tape. Like obviously somebody like put in that that uh that crowd reaction, but no one like reviewed and was like, this doesn't look right. I mean, you weren't watching the show. It sounds like okay, it was a great match and stuff. But if you're if you're watching the show, it's like they're reacting, but no one's. But from your eye, you can hear people reacting, but you can see no one's reacting to it. Yeah. See, I I didn't notice that particular one, but I actually thought the opposite. Like, wow, they they didn't take the opportunity to uh, pipe in. Because I, I thought there were some moments, especially at the beginning, when Becky Lynch's reaction wasn't as strong as, as I would, as a Becky Lynch fan, would have hoped. Right. And I was like, well, they didn't, uh, shit, I hope. Like, they didn't put in any sweetener. Like, whatever. Like, that seems like that would have been an opportunity to make it, make that crowd seem a little booming. But fine, whatever. But, but if you're saying during the show, which I didn't pay attention to, uh, or at least not the crowd reaction. I mean, yeah. Right. No, there are times when I think it was legit, but I mean, there's other times like that. You'll, 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 I mean, it's well, sometimes it's real. It's, it's pretty obvious. Right. Like you see the crowd reacting, but I'm saying, but like, it's like sometimes like crowd, you'll hear the crowd reacting, but you're saying that no one, like, I mean, yeah. one, I guess totally. if, you're, if someone think of, well, people on this side of the, of the arena aren't reacting, but maybe maybe everyone on the other side is, like, going crazy. Maybe that's what's going on or something, but that's it. It's just weird. And Cena, I wish Cena would go back to his, like, I mean, not go back to it, but his reaction. I mean, it's, it's in a way, it's bad, but... I, in a in a way, it's good because Beck. I mean, they use they don't use Cena to help get Beck, Becky more over. And to me, Cena didn't help because he didn't. I mean, if, he didn't help make Becky more over. I mean, she's already. I mean, I feel like something. What he did wasn't enough to, I guess, get her more over. I mean, she's already as over as. Yeah. I guess she'll be. I'm a strong bigger, but I'm going to strong disagree. But I do want I mm-hmm. get your point. I think just I just, being John I just, Cena. His, his reactions to her were annoying. Go ahead. It was John Cena. He's annoying. I mean, I don't know what you yeah. want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish he would go back to like when he was like more serious. I mean, because like when Becky threw him out the ring and stuff, like he's like smiling and laughing. Like he could at least look like, oh shit, she's serious or something. But you know, he's like just yeah, smiling, laughing out long, like he. Like he's facing Baron Corbin again. Just, just another day. He's putting his 20 minutes on TV and going back to wherever. I guess trying to win. Yeah, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> like, have you. When you go back to your old job to visit, you don't want it to be at the job. You want to talk to the people you like at the job. You know, you dap them up. You see what's going on with them. And, and you leave. Like, it's not – you don't want to go to your old job and get put at your old desk to do stuff. Like, yo, can because, you uh, type up these uh, reports real quick while you're here? Yeah, I mean, you're you here. somebody crazy. 
<laughs> and even if you agreed to do it, you would take your time do it. You know what I mean? Like John Cena. I I think that um, you know, our man Jeff Jones was talking about it, a few other people. Like he's he finally got around to apologizing to Rock. Like really apologizing to him because I I think that one thing that I always preach to to pretty much everybody like. There's no point in being loyal to a job. No point. Because have you have either of you ever put in a two weeks notice at a job? Am I? Have. Nobody's saying anything. Have yeah, have you yeah. put in a two weeks notice at a job? Okay. I put in a three so weeks notice my, my at my last job when I moved to Texas. <laughs> I gave them both three weeks. Did they let you work for three weeks? Oh yeah. Okay, so my old boss, who I love to death, who's like an actual friend of mine, I've seen people give her a two-week notice, and she told them they could leave the next day. Yeah, that sucks. It, it does. Now, it's, it, it's, 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 it's it sucks if it's, a, being, if it's really not an option, if it's a not that you can really is, yeah, you're fired tomorrow, today, or yeah. whatever. And it's not her being vindictive. That's it coming down from on high. So regardless of how much good work you did, and matter of fact, your good work and your record there is how you can get the next job, your job can get rid of you at any time. You know what I'm saying? So John Cena went from, you know, you're a Boy Scout at one point, to like, look, this Bumblebee movie is probably going to pay you more outside of merchandise that I've ever made on an actual contract. There's three months yeah. of work. But somebody that he's not the star of. It was my time to fall down. Yeah. That I'm Did John the Cena in the top of. five billing of that movie? I mean, maybe. I, he, no, he, maybe has, he has to be the big brain. I haven't seen it, but he should be name one because you don't know anybody else in that movie. Like, maybe the voice of Bumblebee gets the head nod. No. Like, it, it doesn't... John Cena doesn't want to be there. And that's, I don't know John Cena from anybody, but... I know his energy. I know that John Cena eventually broke out that uh, voice when it was time to really get down to the tag team match. But, yeah, he's John Cena's not dialed in. And, and great. John Cena, like he was having fun, like he did the um, Sheamus' show was working out. That was like fun, but that's, that's insulin. That's, that's extra. Um, yeah, no. He's I, basically I, doing I, his homie a favor. John Cena being on like, screen with Becky Lynch like, helps Becky Lynch. And anybody, go yeah. listen to Bruce uh, and Mr. Audio Show with Rich Payne um, talking about his experience seeing that live. Come on, Becky was great in the character that she played, but no, John Cena's John Cena didn't help Roman Reigns, but it was good for Roman Reigns to be on screen with John Cena. I don't think John Cena helped Rusev with the U.S. title stuff, but it was good for him. I don't think John Cena like, made Kevin Owens a star with their interaction, and it was good for Kevin Owens. I don't, I don't know if John Cena can do that for anybody. And it's not a knock on John Cena. You would love for your main eventers to be able to elevate the next guy. I think that John Cena comes from an era where he was told to put as much pressure on the guy across from him as possible. And if that guy sinks or floats, is on that guy. That's what he did with Rock. Um, that's what he did, you know, with Miz. 
Um, and again, none of this is a knock on John Cena. I just don't know if that specifically is his skill set to elevate somebody like that. And we're at the point where, like, look at his hair. <laughs> John Cena's more the dad from Modern Family than he is uh, Dr. Thugonox. <laughs> so you're just not going to get the out of him. Like, imagine wearing, like, baggy jorts at 40. I might have on tight jorts at 40, but that's – I'm a different guy. Um, but baggy jorts at 40, John Cena is a caricature of John Cena. And it helps speculate being with him in anything. It makes for a cool moment. But as far as the actual interaction being something of note and being interesting and being memorable, I don't know if he's ever done that with anybody below him. And the uh, follow-up or another question? Yeah, um, yeah, you guys mentioned. Yeah, I agree. So I just, I just mentioned how just John Cena's reactions were annoying me and stuff. Just, I just wish it was like sort of more yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, but John yeah. Cena. Same thing you've been talking True, about. True. Yeah. 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 I know. Oh, like, so I know also, he also he's also the kind that he loves. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I spent 36 hours in D.C. last week, and I'm still tired from it. Um, Very few people are going to understand this. I flew into Dallas at 10 at night on a Thursday and left out of Dallas Saturday morning at noon. And it was the longest 36 hours of my life. I'm too old to be doing that. Um, But, yeah, so as the one person, okay, I get what that's like. Yeah, it wasn't great. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, so with AEW, what you got uh, on the uh, counting about? So, uh, do you think this will help? I mean, not help, but this is sort of WWE to take care of their mid card, or or you think they're just going to just try to hire? If, if they lose, if they lose wrestlers to AEW, they can just uh, just try to hire more to replace, or if they're going to try like keep that from happening by you know. Probably pushing people harder, or and that, uh, who you, I, well, I think you guys also mentioned who you think would probably listen, but I guess I guess guys like Finn or I don't know, like a mid card. Do you think they'll try to push them harder to keep them from jumping ship? Yeah, appreciate you uh, calling me, Marcus. Always. Um, I don't know. I, I could see them going the other way where. They're like, well, we now we definitely not feature in the mid car because, <laughs> you know, we can't have them, you know, leaving here not, you know, some sort of over, but not main eventers and go somewhere else and become, you know, main event stars. I, I, I don't see that happening. I could see them just be just super belligerent and petty, but I, I don't. I think it makes them take care of every everything. I think it, they have to tighten up. Just what what happens when you start when you get competition? You just uh, you just you look inward and you start taking care of the little things that you that you neglected for so long. Cam, any uh, follow up to that? Or and, uh, absolutely none. Absolutely none. I'm right there with. Let's uh, let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, what's going on? What up? Oh my guys, my fellas, my fellas, my brothers, my East Coast fam, happy New Year's, y'all. Same to you, Mike, thanks. Started off with. 
Hot button. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Twisting up. Got to get in East Coast cast mode. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, to start it off, you know, sleep in paradise with the new Gene Oakland. Yeah, for sure. First and foremost, you know. The greatest interviewer of all time. Well, well. But yeah, um, to add on what you guys, you know, pretty much talking about with the whole, you know, AEW thing. Like, we've been talking about this now for after, what, three, four months now. And I think, like, as just, just as a fan and as a performer, this is like, it's probably going to be the best time since 20 years ago. Uh, 99? Yeah. yeah. It's really good 20 years. I mean, I, uh, and I hope it's better than that because. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. sensibly, I hope it's way better, but I mean, as far as, you know, the aesthetics is. You know, it, it is not gonna be, it's not gonna be hard to earn. You know what I'm saying? For like the local, you know, the the, the, the NBA guys and just one guys, and like to add on what you were saying, like you'll probably see more emphasis on you know the mid card and, and things of that nature by WWE because they don't want to lose, they don't want to lose out to this, you know. AEW, you know, they probably laughed and sneezed, you know, when TNA and all those guys came around. But this is like the first time in a long time that this is like serious. You understand? As far as like a rival promotion or upstart having, you know, a big bank and a lot of money, you know, backing them. Well, it's not that. You know it's how the, it's, the, it's the, the culture behind it. I mean, and TNA just from the jump was just it was just kind of buffoonery, like how they got their name. Country bullshit. It was yeah, how they got their name, where they were, where they where they were running their shows. Those first few shows, it was just the. Uh, they talk about aesthetic. The aesthetic, it was just <laughs> man. If I wasn't just an absolute wrestling fan maniac, watch every single thing that's on my TV. I, and I had watched with a more discerning eye, it would have just been like, this is terrible. But you did have some good good, good matches. I mean, it wasn't all bad. But so yeah, it wasn't this all bad. is money and probably some wrestling smarts and some, somebody that, you know, when you're dealing with the Cody and the Bucks, I mean, they have such a unique set of skills that make them – kind of the perfect team for this. Right. And then when you can get some long money behind you and and let's and let's see what happens as far as a TV deal goes, but everything's looking looking up. I don't I have no reason yeah. to believe everything's not falling into place. Right. Well, according to um according to Dave Melsa Networks are very interesting. Like network, like people, like not all, but you know, 
enough, like TV execs paid attention, and yeah, as he said, I mean WWE getting that monster contract from Fox, and even that really good contract from from USA Network. It's uh, it showed. Yeah, it showed. If, other, if they're like, going to oh, pay five hundred thousand, five hundred million dollars, um, then damn, what is it that they see in this, and how can we get a piece of it? Absolutely, right, right. And I think, you know, a big, a big boost to that, a big kudos to that is all in, all in. Basically, that's like a new artist coming through the door, a rock nation, and he capping, he out in the street, moving, you know, or getting. 10,000, 50,000 downloads a week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, all in was they, all in was they demo tape. Like, so not even, and, and Mike, not even to, just, just to one-up, not, not to one-up what you're saying, but just take it further. It's like a SoundCloud artist saying, hey, I'm going to do a show um, at Barclays, and it's going to sell out. And, it, yeah. and them doing it. And then you're, you're a label, you're like, oh, how can I get a piece of this? <laughs> Right. And I went back and looked at All In again, you know, quietly, you know, for the first time probably, like, alone. Cause I saw it, with, you know, with my son. But, um, like, just the, like, the, the, the feel, of the whole feel, the crowd, everything, like, it was just, it was just rabid. It was hot. Like, it was a hot crowd, hot Chicago crowd. It was rabid. Like, and they got a base. They got a they got a big um. What also help is Tony Khan, like his name, you know. Him and the father name, you know, they ringing bells. So that also helps too. And I believe Kenny will meet with them, and they'll try to meet his demand. I think it'll be a situation as to what they they ask Kenny, like, what do you want to do, just to get you know try try to wedge that. But I don't see it happening. Especially not when your boys is the VP. Like if you uh follow Twitter or see Twitter earlier, everybody signed their contract today. And Cody and the Bucks are the VP of the company. Yeah, they share the titles. Yeah, EVPs of the company. So like, who wouldn't want to work for them? Like, so what's what Kenny gonna be the COO? <laughs> no. What if you feel left out, Mike? I'm just I'm just trying to create a scenario where the most chaos and newsworthy stuff happens, <laughs> and and Kenny getting swayed away by the WWE uh, right at the cusp of AEW launching and, and doing all this would just be exactly that. I thought about that all day, Trav. I yeah. thought about I thought about a scenario after. What if Kenny sits down with Vince and Hunter and they ask him, Kenny, what do you want to do? Where do you see your character going? What do you see, you know, where is it would you like to be? <clears throat> Me versus AJ Adamania. Me versus Seth Adamania. I think they won't throw him that ball. Yeah, well, my thing is cre- is, isn't creative. It's, it's money. If they say, hey, here's He's showing if somebody on Twitter said he should ask for Lesnar money. Like, all right, let's let's not get ridiculous here. Uh, like Lesnar gets that money. Very good reason. Well, if if the word on the street that the um AW is one one point five 
a year. I could see Vincent them double for every two years. Yeah, I could see Vincent them just yo. You give you two point five for three for the next three years. Mm. That shit is like money to them. That's 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 Nakamura AJ money. That level of money. And we giving and Kenny will give you half of more point on your merch than we normally, you know. Get, you know, whatever the percentage is, we'll give you a half a point more. Right. Not only your merch now. That's you know, yeah. Um, it's, like I said earlier, it's going to be a hell of a 2019, man. It's just it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But I could see I could see um, WWE kind of big foot and, and calling up guys like out of necessity. Just to just to let them do it. Keep them out that's, there, that's, huh? That's, let them let them let them do that. I mean, that's because that's the point of competition that forces other people to absolutely. react and do other things. And what if, if that, that, that leads what to if more Popeye's guys and women getting featured in different and better ways? Oh, you know, or right. or us as fans. It's time. Maybe maybe this. Well, ain't no maybe. Because they're already doing it. But this this changes the landscape of wrestling. And what I mean by that is that it's going to have to change the landscape of the WWE, you know, quote-unquote machine thinking. They're going to have to upgrade that machine. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if these boys get, a, um, you know, a great primetime slot and, the show is compelling enough to keep, you know, people hooked and, you know, they, they do decent. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to have to change. Like, you know, I, I, in my heart and reading and, you know, being on, looking at this business and all of us to tell, you know, they sitting nervous. You know, they sitting at the round table nervous. They plotting. I mean, not nervous out of Oh, you know the ship gonna sink tomorrow because they spend all money. Right, but right. it's gonna it's gonna seem it's gonna seem like if these boys come out with something that's just fresh and with the time they gonna look like the grandfather organization. You feel me? Like it's yeah. gonna be like damn near. I mean, you still got you know current you know dudes that's you know what I mean probably like. The best roster is probably WCW in this product. Guaranteed. Like top to bottom guy. Like they like and then you know with NXT, you know what I'm saying? You got a current feeder system. So like they just you know, kick him in, kick him out anytime, you know. They fit. But I see like you know, you know, impose on the question that was asked earlier, who do you see jumping ship? I see a dude like Zack Ryder getting up out of there and going. You know him and Cody is tight like, you know what I mean? Like, for real. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of, like, Cody's dudes. Like, and Zack Ryder, you know, like, on the low, dude, like, when he was hot, when, when dude was hot, dude sold a lot of milk. And not only oh, yeah. for that, homeboy's been around ten, you know, ten years or so. So his money stacked up. Like he over here doing shows, buying vintage toys and all type of shit. So you never really heard about him having problems. With him, so you know his money probably stacked up. And my mindset is like, 
I didn't have my biggest mania moment. That's it. Dude ain't been on TV in about 10 months. It ain't like he, a, you know, he an older cat. He's still, you know, kind of prime time. It's Zach Ryder was always good, but they never, you know, really put nothing behind him. So I could see it. Him getting up out of there. Kurt Hawkins getting up out of there. If he's smart, because my man career's in the graveyard right now. That's um, Apollo Right. Cruz, if, you're, if you're Cody and that's your homie, you still, you're trying to – is that a favor you're, you're willing to, you know, like, hey, you know, sorry, but you've been diminished and marginalized on TV the last six years. I'm like, oh, put you on my show and try to push you like, you know, you mean something. And not to mention something, you know, else I caught on YouTube, like, I forget the name of the shit and all that. I just watched it. It was a kid, you know, he had put, like, his thoughts together on, like, the opportunities they had to make, like, you know, big stars and things. From about you know oh two to two thousand twelve, I believe. Mm. And it's like the string of dudes that like missed, you know, they missed the boat with, and, it, and they saved almost like the two people. I mean, I know we praise him today as the firefighter, you know, the savior of WWE, but along the way, the boy Triple, he damaged a lot of fucking careers. They say he he and Cena, and they show the string of guys that got damaged from them being sucked by them. Yeah, I think that's a little more of a nuanced uh, conversation than just. I know on the surface you can just. I just don't think if you took Bray Wyatt or whoever you think got hurt by feuding with Cena, and after the fact you asked them, "Hey, would you?" Do you think you were damaged by Cena? Would you, uh, would you, if you could, would you go back to this point in history and like fork in the road, you feud with somebody else, you get hurt, Cena get hurt, whatever the, the situation, it just this thing never happened. I doubt they go, yeah, I'm sure they go, no, that was a highlight of my, or a highlight of my career, if not the highlight of uh, my professional yeah. career. Yeah, that's a fact. That's that's the all the kind of internet yeah. people that see John Cena kind of thing. I don't think he's hurting careers. I don't think people were hesitant to work with John Cena. <laughs> I doubt Kevin Owens was like, they were like, hey, you're going to do this U.S. title challenge and uh, debut against Cena. He was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, he, you know, he's got this rep. Like, no. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not to um, not jump over before I lose my train of thought. Um, also, like, Crab and Cam, are you still around? I don't know. Like, what is it looking like for the um, SmackDown main event for Mania? It's looking kind of flat. Like, what you think they could put together if they're giving away, um, you know, Brian and AJ out the Rumble? Say it again, Mike. You know, we kind of get 
uh, we just see about Brian and AJ at the Rumble. I think. No, I said um. Had, you know. Sorry. The SmackDown. Yeah, no, I was saying the SmackDown Mania side. You know, the event look kind of weak. Like, who do you put with if you're giving away AJ and Brian at the Rumble? No, Miz wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, I, I mean, how amazing would it be to really tell the Mustafa Ali story? Like, to really tell it. Um, I don't know if he wins the Rumble. Maybe he wins the Elimination Chamber. And even if Brian wins, just get 30 minutes out of those. I think that the Mania crowd specifically eats that match up. Because people who go to WrestleMania watch two or five lives. Like that's, you know, however many people are in that building, all of them that are, you know, 25 and up probably watch 205. Look, um, I really think he's the guy that you have in the cup because on the SmackDown side, um, you know, I, 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 I hear you hope, but I don't know if you're ever actually getting that shot. That's not a bad um For me, for you, I know you want it, and I hope you get it, but... Uh, you know, I, I think Mustafa Ali really might be that guy. I think he's. I, I think AJ is a, a, a loss away from being healed, and I really mean that. Um, my pipe dream is a face Miz is produced in the next month or two, and that's what they go with. But I, I don't know if they're capable of telling that story. But seriously, if if Daniel Bryan is still champion, I see um, a Mustafa Ali possibly challenging Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, and I don't know if there's a more feasible act right now on SmackDown, but, you know, maybe Velveteen shows up with the Royal Rumble and challenges Daniel Bryan. Could you imagine? No, I can't imagine. I'm just a boy. (laughs) That would be too much. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's now tempting. Um, one last thing. Um, who do y'all see as the um, the NXT Takeover main event, like for Mania weekend? And that's all I got for this week. Who's the Who's the NXT main event at Takeover Mania? Yeah, Takeover um Brooklyn. What is it? Four now? Five? Four? Five? Well, no, it's going. Well, Mania is going to be. Regular New York, like yeah, but um, the NXT um, the takeover. Oh, NXT is going to be at Brooklyn. Take- Brooklyn. Yeah, it's going to be takeover Brooklyn four or five. Oh, okay. They're cheating a little bit, but okay. Um, the NXT main event WrestleMania. Does anything jump out immediate to you, Cam? Let's say Velveteen's still on the roster. Let's just say that. Say the four way. Because I, I think we talk about those guys. The metaphor. 701 now. So if you are listening to the news, uh, go ahead and turn on NXT. Apparently it's a two hour show tonight. So it's. Oh, shit. That's right. But, um, yeah. Seriously, I would say those four. Uh, Black, Garbano, Champa. Um, I think that selfishly, I'd love to see P. 
keep doing Ricochet again, but I don't really think there's a, a way to get there. For that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another reason to get there. I, I don't think that as good as Shayna's been, like I don't think that a Shayna Bianca match, however that turns out, is strong enough to main event because they don't really have beef. But I I can really see Gargano Champa and Black as a triple threat, or Gargano Champa and Dream as uh, a four way. Um, now again, Pete Dunne, I feel like needs a match on this show. Uh, Ricochet, I feel like needs a match on that show. Um, you know, Undisputed Era, like Adam Cole needs a match on that show. So there are things there that riddles there. You know, there, there's people on the come up. Uh, but I, I, I even see Matt Riddle this early as probably like a Matt Riddle Ricochet match. I'm sure it would be fantastic. But I would say right now, Riddle Boy, uh, Champa Gargano. Black and Dream, and I feel like they told that story good enough so a Fatal 4-Way does not feel like a cop-out. It doesn't feel like a split of heat. I feel like everybody's kind of getting up. Well, they also have, still have an entire takeover to get through, and, and then three months of TV to build to, to that. So, even if, they, even if the pieces weren't really in place to tell that story, they'd still have Plenty of time too, but like you said, they are—they're already—they already can go there uh, uh, storyline-wise, and it's kind of would make sense. But again, they've got a lot of time to fill, and they can do a lot of things in between to make to make make that even more intense and make make it even more palpable and, and, and all those things. Not to cut you off, there's a six-way ladder match. Uh, what? Oh, oh, it's the replay from New Orleans. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, what's <laughs> You had me thrown for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. We're going to do that tonight? But no, we're about to see Dream drop the elbow. I was in a hotel with my girl. I'm sure heavy off that hand when this happened. Um, but it is fun to see over and over. I just noticed he had the uh, the Mardi Gras mask on his butt. He did, and and the perfect a perfect elbow drop. Jeez, um, he still jumped. He didn't. He could have just. I mean, eight hundred feet no, in the air. because stepped off the. Somebody was uh, talking the rung. Like, no, today they talked about that elbow drop that we all hate, and I pretty I'm pretty sure I said that. CM Punk's elbow drop has the same hang time as advocate Paul Heyman's ponytail. That was well done of me. Yeah. So you're going to take, compare it to the Mad Hardy moonsault or the Lita moonsault. Ooh. And EC3 just threw the team. He powerbombed him up the ladder. Jesus. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if EC3 is going to like. The I don't know if EC3 is going to be bigger than Ty Dillinger. I don't know. I think he has. They certainly look not setting him up well. I don't think they are. But he's. You think they are setting him up well? No, I mean no, they are. They're they're propping him up, but he's Lex Luger. Like, and I don't know if being Lex Luger in 2019 is the wave. You know, like. I mean that that promo or that 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 little 
promo video with him going into his apartment and and just getting undressed and it's like, he gets undressed and he's wearing his uniform. Like his gimmick is his gimmick is like that he's kind of a nerd but he's like Rich. aware. Like he's yeah, he's meta. Like his gimmick is that he's meta. Like he knows everything that's going on, but he's not to acknowledge it. It's really interesting. Um, but I don't know how they play that outside of an NXT environment where it kind of works. I don't know. Like, if, okay, EC3 is younger than Bobby Roode. He's got, and Bobby Roode has a very good physique, but he's a better physique than Bobby Roode. Is he better at wrestling than Bobby Roode? I don't think so. No. No, 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 no. Congrats to the kid for taking the long way around to WWE, from getting cut, like doing his thing outside of WWE and and making it work. But I don't know if – I don't know if DC3 is any good. Any somebody – I don't think it – As like a person and a character. If if, if EC3 didn't get the – not that it was worth much, but it was, it's worth it's worth his career. If he didn't get the Dixie Carter nephew gimmick and get so much TV time, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be shit. If he was just Jason, Jason, not Jason Bateman, that's the actor, whatever his damn name was, Derek Bateman, and just like kind of regular, yeah. you know, There's not a boss's nephew and. Which means they get to. I mean, it, it fit because he was not. He was pushed past his. It was really the only gimmick they could do. <laughs> you know, for a guy, you're pushing past his uh, potential and past his talent. Well, make him the boss's son or boss's nephew, which and, and a heel, and, and and it fits. But again, I, he he should thank Dixie Carter and, and that management for giving him that gimmick because he never back to WWE, let alone about to debut on the main roster. No, yeah. He's, he's like, uh, he's like the, the girl you don't really like, but the guy you don't like dated her. So you got to kick it with her a little bit and snap a couple of days. <laughs> See what that's real like. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go back to the consolation lines. Let's talk to Willis. Uh, Willis, what's going on? What's going on, fellas? All I got to say, all I got to say is EC3 can do it because Roman Reigns did it because they basically the same damn person, no personality and look, and that's what Vince like. So he'd be just fine on the damn main roster. Especially on Monday Night Raw where they ain't got nobody on there right now. What's up with the echo tonight? I don't know. You're the third person I'm not I'm not sure. And I'm not I'm not willing to do things and pull things out of sockets to test because <laughs> you can hear me, it might not be the most pleasant, but uh but I don't know. Nothing. Nothing's different. It's it's just always the last month of constant struggle. I don't know. I've got the mic way away what? from my away from my face and away from the laptop in case that's coming through. 
Yeah, I'm trying to do basic shit, but. Ah, uh, well, um, what was I getting ready to say? I feel like Kenny Omega, this would be the perfect time for him to try to get in WWE because Raw is struggling in the ratings big time, and he could make, they, he could basically come in and get so much excitement. For, for Raw, because they don't have nobody on there right now. People are sick of the same people that have been on the show forever, so this could be the time for him to take advantage of the situation and bring eyes back to Raw, and he could ba- they basically would be asking them to screw him up creative-wise because they just put all the eggs in one basket and it's biting them in the ass every week now on Raw. They they water down the damn Seth Rollins and um the Ambrose feud. That's it. It is like two former lovers mad at each other because they ain't talking to each other no more. So it's, they took all the venom out of out of that program. Yeah, certainly. I, 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 I don't think that can start start all that great that that they took you know took took the piss out of it. Certain colloquialisms. Uh, it just hasn't been good all the way through. It hasn't been. It's been okay in some parts, but yeah, I, I don't think there was this all of a sudden kind of this feud's no good anymore. It, it never really got off. Uh, I mean, after the initial shock of the heel turn and the, the conversation that, that that created, once the feud feud started, it, it just never. I don't know if it's because we've seen it, you know, a couple of times. This was just a different version of this, or or what? People didn't believe it. I, I don't know, but it didn't seem to uh, catch this time. I I think once they took the. Once they took away Dean not saying what he was going to say in the first place about Roman, I think that really just killed everything about it. Once they moved away from that, that was the end of that. Well, it probably should have never gone there. <laughs> so I, the fact that they didn't continue with it is a good thing. So it's personal. I feel like if they were going to be committed to it, they should have been committed to it and did it. And be done with it. Take the backlash later on, because people gonna be pissed with whatever they would have said. Because that's just the way people are now. Everybody get pissed over to every little you thing say. now. You don't say. Oh, mm. uh, I haven't even been watching Raw the last two two weeks. Last week I didn't watch it because it was taped, and this week my ass was not gonna be in no damn house. On no New Year's Eve, I had a, a New Year's Eve party to go to with free alcohol and free drinks and dancing up on a bunch of fat girls in a good way, not a bad way. So I was happy as hell. Young legend. Yeah, I've seen these drunk-ass pictures. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shit. So Look, I'm curious. I'll say about uh-huh. two years, man. I'm glad snaps only last 24 hours because, woo boy. 
I, I, I'm glad my team didn't play until like eight last night because I was. Uh huh. I needed the whole day to, to recover. It was a rough one. Oh boy. I I think I got in the house around two, and I ain't wake up um yesterday until about almost twelve thirty one o'clock. Every time I look up to um get up, I looked at the lo- phone and went right back to sleep. I said, "Hell with this." I said, I just catch up with the rest of the day when I wake up. But, yeah, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with the main event for WrestleMania. Since I'm actually going, I want to see who it's going to be. But I got a funny feeling that the universal title match is going to be Brock Lesnar versus John Cena, and that's how he breaks the record is beating Brock Lesnar for the title. Ain't no way. I hate that I can see it. You what? I, I just got a funny feeling. That's 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 who it's going to be. I think that's the reason why Brock Lesnar and John Cena is going to be on Monday Night Raw next week together. Oh, shit. I, I didn't... Uh... I don't, I don't see Seth Rollins getting that title shot at all now. So does Cena win the Rumble or maybe Elimination Chamber in February or what? I don't know if he'll win the Rumble because they talking about now whoever win the Rumble is not even a guarantee that they even get in the main event for WrestleMania, at least on the men's side. What? Yep. Well, it's been happening the last two years anyway. Whoever won the Royal Rumble didn't get the main event. Your boy got the main event last two WrestleMania, and he didn't even win no damn Rumble. I mean, that's that's semantics. I know what you're saying, but if yeah, if Brock Lesnar well, Triple H won the Rumble. It's in Mania in Dallas. Well, he but won that was like title. three or four years ago. And then he got a rematch somehow with 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 Roman Reigns. You can't. I mean, whatever. No, but again, it's it, it's semantics. Like I, I know what Willis is saying, but if Brock Lesnar is Universal Champion, I think that's still the main event of WrestleMania, regardless of who wins the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Like if a SmackDown wrestler yeah. wins the Royal Rumble and wants to face the WWE Champion. That happens, but if Brock Lesnar is the champion, I do think that yeah, that that ends up being uh, yeah. Nakamura won the Rumble last year. He wasn't in the main event. He was in the middle of the damn show. Mm. So I think they really getting away from that, which I don't see them. I don't think they should do it like that because that's always been the main reason of the Rumble. And I'm getting ready to cut off NXT because it seems like it's going to be nothing but a clip show. They probably only have well, like one or two matches, and most of them are going to be clip shows. Yeah, yeah I'm this. also doing the same thing. Like, this is fun to watch. I think it's a two-hour show. Uh, Rich even said it. It's a two-hour show because it's the best of the year. So they're showing all the, the best matches. Like, if, if you're listening uh, to this and you didn't see Gargano Almas, you're probably going to see that tonight. So it's, it's worth, you know, if you're not watching anything, you're watching that now. But 
Yeah, like I, you know, this is all stuff that we've kind of seen, and there's other stuff happening tonight. So yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll I'll turn back next week when it's just a one hour show. <laughs> I've seen all of this before. Um, but yeah, I'm just waiting to see what they're gonna do with WrestleMania, how that's gonna flow out. As long as Daniel Bryan on the card and, and, and wrestling, and hopefully he's still the champ by then, I'll be satisfied with what I'll be seeing because. Just to really see him as the champ, I ain't get a chance to see him live as the champ. So this would be something new for me. So I have no complaints if he's still the champ by then, which it right. seems like he will be because I don't think AJ gonna win it back. And and to see if they actually gonna um had a um women's title main event show, that would be interesting to see live too. That's, that's, that's the talk that's going to be either Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey or it's going to be a three-way. Yeah, I, I think that I don't know if you get around a Charlotte-Oscar rematch. Um, I'd love to see that be a rematch and then have Becky and Ronda go one-on-one. So I think it's a don't want to you don't want to sanitize that. Like, you don't want to lessen that. Um, and I think that Charlotte Oscar has a built-in reason. Like, Charlotte can just basically be like, Oscar, you can't beat me. And then, you know, and build off that because you know what the quality of the match is going to be. Like, that's a match I saw live that I thought was really, really good. So I, I would like to see that again, um, you know, with more story built in. I think that would be fine, too. But I I could see what you're seeing, what you're saying happening. I also think that, um, it's hopefully more likely going to be two one-on-one matches. Two what? Well, I, said, I hope it's two one-on-one matches as opposed to uh, any type of triple threat or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and one more thing before I go, let me tell you yeah. something, Mean Man, that, that's the voice voice of wrestling for me. That's that's he got Absolutely. me interested in watching wrestling. Mean Gene, just like my best friend had said when I posted um, him him passing away, he's like, that's when wrestling was wrestling. <laughs> it didn't have well. the W and it had the R. <laughs> Wrestling. That's how we used to call it back in the hood. Wrestling. Yeah, no doubt. In 1985, Vince. Doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> That's why we've gotten the last 25, 30 years of what we've gotten. Because to get away from yeah. people. Wrestling. <laughs> yep. We didn't. We back in the day. We didn't put the W in that joint. We had the R up in that joint. Wrestling. Y'all watching that wrestling on the TV? That that Hulk Hogan on the TV? Yep. And and the bad thing about my way was Channel 50 had all the wrestling on. We had AWA, WCW. We had Glow. We had Powerful Women Wrestling. We had WCCW. And we had UWF. Everything came on from Sunday to Sunday. Damn. 
Channel 50 was a hell of a channel. <laughs> yep, channel, channel 50 had all the wrestling on the whole the whole week. They had WCW had like one or two shows. They had like WCW main event and something else. That was before. Um, that was after they had took over. But we had that. We had the NWA on the weekends, and they showed all the big matches where they had um. Rick Flair title matches on there. They had um, Rock and Roll Express tag team title matches. It was nothing like watching um, the 605 show where it was nothing but just um, Bobo matches and a bunch of talking. We had the, the they were showing the stuff from the arena shows on, on the weekend. So they would show the whole, if it was a Rick Flair title match, they would show the match from beginning to end. Hmm, that's cool. So yeah. real quick, so, uh, Willis, I would have never if I didn't want, if I wasn't watching this show. I was never seeing the. Uh, I didn't see when Ricochet springboarded into the ring onto the ladder, onto Lars's back, and <laughs> and the ladder gave out. I guess. Mm-hmm. 40 seconds before the finish, which I remember seeing, but I did not see the springboard. So, yeah, yay to clip shows. <laughs> uh, 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 so, and, but yeah, other than that, that's about it. And um, John Cena wasn't really the bad guy in the Bumblebee movie. <laughs> What's oh, yeah. his billing? He, no, he was a. Um... White man with a gun. Military. No, 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 no. Like, is he third, build third in the credits and shit like that? Um, but he was, like, second. Second? Because it was, because he wasn't really, because it wasn't really no stars in the movie except the girl and John Cena. Everybody else was just people I ain't never seen before because the budget was real low because they spent... I listened to an interview with the screenwriter on Strong Female Characters podcast, and and it was it was a really good interview. She was just talking about how uh, about having no stars, no big blockbuster stars, having a, a girl. Isn't the girl autistic? No, the, she's a singer in real life. No, no, the character. No. Okay, uh, maybe that maybe that was in her original screen. Play, screen yeah, no, nah, she wasn't autistic. She was just going through stuff because her father had passed away, and um, was the was the kid was her friend, the, the, the boy that she hung out with? Travis, are you talking no. about Wrinkle in Time? Say what, Cam? Are you talking about a Wrinkle in Time? <laughs> no. no. I ain't never seen a time, you know. Yeah, JT might have been autistic, but okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that's it. I'm done. All right, Willis. Happy New Year, Willis. Uh, Let's, uh, talk to them. Let's bring Rich on to the program. 
Rich, welcome to the live show. Hey, glad to be uh, here, I guess. Um, so what's up? What you want me to say? What you want me to do? I don't know. Why didn't you? Uh, my one issue is with both of y'all, you didn't ask Willis how he popped out of the bushes when the ball dropped at the same time and how he got that timed. Wow. <laughs> got to come in hot in 2019, Cameron. Rich, I don't know about uh, like, did I lie? Did I lie? I mean, no, but hundred percent accurate. We're we're day we're day two, fellas. Gotta be gotta be going hard in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I I finally go back to work tomorrow, and I've been off since the twenty third. So it's like, yeah, I. Ugh. Not, Weren't you in the office like, like, from Randall, Dave, a week ago? Yeah, I'm Wait, in the same that? boat. Oh, no, nah, I was yeah. The 22nd was a Friday, so that was like I was in the office until two or until one on the 22nd, and then I've been I've been home, <laughs> I've been partying, I've been across the country, I've been everywhere <laughs> since then. And tomorrow, it's like to go back on a Thursday is so strange because you know. Like we're off again. Damn, I hope I don't work right. Saturday. I haven't even checked that. We're off again, you know, work Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, and then MLK days in a week or two. And, and Faye, you know, Faye doesn't come back until the 10th. So I've been without the other half since the 27th. Um, yeah, life's insane. How's things going over there with her? I mean, I see her snatching. Oh, uh, she, she's cooking. Or not a snatch. You know, she, she's, she's cooking out there. Um, the time change is crazy because they're like 11 hours ahead. So, like, the New Year's thing was crazy. I got to hit her early and she had to hit me late. Um, but, yeah, they just took a 10-hour drive somewhere. And then we got to put her suitcase in so she get brand-new clothes. Um, and my dog found his chew toy. Um, Banner, can you not – can you – just for a second? Thank you. Um, so – yeah, she um, she asked me, my mother and my sister, what we wanted, and we unanimously said we wanted new uh, Fubu sweatsuits. I think they still have those over there, so it's going to be pretty clean here, January 2019. Oh, she went home home. Yes, she's in she's in Texas oh. right now. Oh, she in the end is I always thought it was like something like cross-country, not like full-out, wow. No, yeah, she, she's out of here. But it's been good, it's been good. Video package they got for Gargano and Champa looks really good. This is going to be a hell of a story in 2019. What's that? Gargano and Champa. Oh. Coming back together. I'd love to know what you think about that. Like, I I think that a three-way is probably the safest bet between those two in black, but I could see that yeah. or, I mean, in order, I would say number one would be Gargano Champa. Like, that's number mm-hmm. one. Um, then I would say a three-way would include black, and a four-way would dream, but that's what I'd say. I, I think a three-way works, and I think it also work if they play off the last match sheet 
he had with uh, Ciampa, he being Gargano, where if Candice LeRae's in the back and now she's evil and she's like beat them both. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we haven't heard from her yet. She hasn't done the, you know, my man's well, doing what he's got to do or don't ask us, you know. I, I swore she did have a TV, you know, like a promo. Or, an, you know, somebody interviewed her. In the last month, since he's turned. But she's I, been non-existent I, I, on TV. She's been what? Non-existent on TV. Like, everybody else has pretty much overtaken her. If you look at the amount of time she's been in NXT relative to the EST is not even like she's the vet that's now on the bench because they found somebody undrafted free agent that's just killing. So did you all talk about, I heard the tail end of it. Uh, Darrell's on the line, isn't he? Yeah. If 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 okay, Darrell's on the line, please let him explain this contract thing. So I so like because I don't want to say it. Oh God! <laughs> he, he what contract? He's trying to explain it for like an hour and a half. Let me just what contract? say this. Uh, the AEW stuff. Let me just okay. say this before Darrell gets on the line. Like I don't. The 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 my alma mater happened to beat his team and Deep Palm's team and Sam's team, and Sam. Mm-hmm. He did that thing where he's been talking noise, not directly to me, but he's been talking noise like for like a month about how his mm-hmm. team is much better. But then he does that thing where he congratulates you on the win in the third quarter. So like I can't really mm-hmm. respond to that because I'm not built like that. Like it's not fun to talk trash if you eliminate the trash early on. So he knew what he was doing. He's a sportscaster. Mm-hmm. He knew what it was. And then Deep Palm, like I can't really. And it's that weird relationship where, like, I'm such a fan of what he does, and he little brothers me so often, but I'm not going to get mm-hmm. joy out of doing that. And Darrell, <laughs> he's threatened my life, like, three times since, like, the second quarter. And I'm like, Darrell's dreads, like, he keeps his dreads, like, you know, in, like, uh, an Under Armour sleeve, so I know he's about yeah. that life. So, like, I can't have any fun. Like, I'm just like, okay, right. well, here's the football game. Yeah, yeah, but you guys rolled up on head. Georgia. I don't know yeah, any like, fans I can haze. No, no, Georgia's definitely an Under Armour sleeve. Like just in case, like they need to run the forty in the cold, they're an Under Armour. <laughs> so like I can't, I just gotta sit back. Like well, everybody who I can be mad at either already like wave the white flag or can beat me up or will shoot me. So here we are. Or both. Uh, hook them. Oh, oh yeah, could you imagine getting shot? And then punched at the end, like you get shot, and then they hit you with the UFC hammer fist. Then, then the ref mm. comes in. Okay, now you've done enough. Thanks, ref. Big John McCarthy's like, let him go, let him go. Yeah. And then they no, and then uh, who's the who's the black uh, the black ref? Herb Dean. Herb and, and Darrell go to the, Dean. Yeah, they go to the same. Herb Dean would let you get to the guy. point where you're on the. Herb Dean would let you get to the point where you're on life support, and he's still gonna be letting Darrell okay. punch on your head. When Darrell <laughs> got that Under Armour directly two pack, he split it with her being. So he's definitely gonna let me get shot. This is rude. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. I got that off. Let's go. 
Um, I'm not even sure bringing the rail in right now is the wave. Okay. Just because, you know, he tends to along, and he still had people before him. So, first going to go out west and talk to Brian. 28-year, maybe 29-year for Wrestling Torch. Newsletter subscriber and VIP. Uh, Brian, what's happening? Thanks for having me, Cam. Hey, Rich, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it as always. For sure. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, to, uh, New Year's to you three as well. So it's good to talk to all three of you at the same time. I'll um, make my points really quick so I get some other people on. First of all, uh, my bucket list trip was just incredible. I am uh, really glad. I, of course, I'm glad I did it. And, you know, at least I got that all out of my system now. Did you get snowed on? Why, why are you going to ask that, Travis? That's all I want to know. Only part I care about. So, yeah, no. So when I was on uh, the top of the Empire State Building, this was Sunday night, and it was raining, uh, light raining in the city, but on uh, Empire State Building was light snowing. So the answer to your question would be yes. But it did not fall upon your bone. I had a hat on, so. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, it was again. It was a great trip. The only problem I had was on Friday when it rained all day, but uh, I got, still got a chance to go to see the 9/11 memorial and um, mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty. Hey, by the way, uh, as I say this, because my sister works for TSA, and I used to work for the uh, used to work for the Air Force as a contractor. I hope to get this um, this government shutdown stuff straightened out. Because like my sister, she's not getting she's working um, without getting paid, and then you know the national parks being uh, closed. Luckily for me that. Um, Governor Cuomo, he kept open the Statue of Liberty, or I wouldn't be able to see it because it would have been closed because it's a federal entity or a national that government entity. Bullshit. Wow. Like, I've, you know, as a military kid, this is like a thing that I've seen and kind of been through, and it's gross. And, you know, I've visited, you know, I was in D.C. last week, like during a government shutdown. And so, that's everything you're talking about, like, on the radio. And, you know, like, my aunt works for the CIA. Like, it's the idea that we can't pay uninvolved people for squabbles that we have over things that aren't real problems. And I mean that regardless of who's in office. Like, government shutdowns are just – it's ridiculous because the government encompasses so many jobs. Like, I don't know if you guys I – mean, I have an aunt who's like 60, right? So we're listening to the radio, and one of the ads that they have is about, well, here's some advice for people who work for the government who are, you know, who creditors are calling and they have to pay their bills. Um, and as a side note, I want to say one of the most important things I can tell anybody – of any advice I've ever given. Don't think because somebody is a part-time worker 
or a millionaire that they don't live check to check. Because most people do, regardless of how much money yep. they make. Um, so, yeah, like they, it was like, well, you got to tell the creditors that you can pay them late and they have to under, like, you hope they understand. And it's like, no, because like, you just don't want to pay them. It's bullshit. Um, and also, somebody gave me a great idea. Um, this idea that fast food workers don't deserve however many dollars. Um, you know how people say, like, fast food jobs are designed for people who are kids and aren't, like, you know, the numbers don't bear that out. 18. Yeah. That's why Jack in the Box is open 24 hours. So kids can work there. They have to go to school in the morning. But yeah, so I'm sorry, Brian. I'll stop, but the government shutdown is fucking bullshit. Um, bullshit. But I'm good. Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Cam. Yeah, no, I, I was working for the Air Force. I think it was 2014 when it shut down for 17 days, and those were some uh, pretty lean days back then. Um, so I have a couple of non-wrestling things, and um, this happened during the VIP. So Rich and Trav, you talked about this, and I, I, I know this was a couple of weeks ago, and I hate, to, I hate to bring up something that happened a couple of weeks ago, but I was thinking about it. So you talked about the movie Police Academy. And more so you're talking about the, uh, the black woman who, like, talked really with the squeaky small voice and so she had to really start yelling at how we all as kids popped when she did it. Yeah, that was um, hooks. But the, but the part I was thinking about was the part where um, they brought that hooker. And then, by the way, in the title, in, the, in like, in the, uh, the credits, the cast of characters, the name of the woman is just, is just Hooker and then, it's, and then, like, her real name. So you remember the part where, like, they snuck that, uh, where they snuck a hooker into, like, their dorms to try to get Steve Gutenberg's uh, character in trouble, where he's trying to hide this woman because the commandant's coming. They hide her inside, of, or Steve Gutenberg and her hide inside the podium when the commandant comes up, and the commandant starts making this speech, and she starts following him. So yeah. you remember that part on the original Police Academy? So I'm thinking, I can't yeah. remember what, they, what, what year this movie came out, and I'm watching this. I think as an adult, really? how corny is this woman where she just looks up, she sees a guy's zipper, and she just starts, and it says she starts blowing them. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, as an adult, I'm thinking, this is just some crazy stuff. As a kid, you know, we're all laughing, and, you know, man, this is great, you know, so. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to get that off your chest. No, but that's, that's like the, that's the 80s sex comedy, like, trope. Like, think about, because later on in Police Academy, they add Kim Cattrall, when she was, uh, I can't remember her real name. It might have been like Monin Myrtle or something like that. And uh, uh, Porky. And everybody wanted to hook up with her, like as far as like being a teacher, because you could hear her like moaning from you know, like miles away when she was having sex. Like that's just a thing. Or even the glory holes and all the stuff they did in that. The, the scene where they're peeking in. The whole cover of Porky's is them it's creating a peephole. Yeah. Oh my God. And then. They stuck it in there, and the uh, the one angry gym teacher basically crippled that man. And don't even get me started on Revenge of the Nerds when uh, Homeboy basically yeah, sexually assaulted the other dude's girlfriend and then was like, oh, oh he's no. packing, so we're going to date. That was rape. That was rape. Yeah, he raped, like, it was, raped that woman. Yeah, it was rape in the dark later mask is like double evil, too. Cause, L- listen, Cameron, yeah. I've been watching special victims face, all day all sick, so I, I, until Olivia oh, comes in and gives me the right kit, now. until Olivia gives me the kit, I'm going to say sexual assault. Until she gives me the kit okay. and she says it's good and Munch has a little quip about the government in the background like he's Travis Bryant, only white. 
Uh, hey, have y'all ever been like really like knocking something out the park so much to the point where the next time you see like your neighbor in the apartments, like they give you the salute, like okay, I see you. <laughs> Dude, that's why you have a you have to own a house. You don't have to worry about those. Nah, not 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 if you appreciate compliments. I'm just going to be full Olivia mode. When did you receive this compliment, and where was Faye at the time of the compliment being received? I mean, high school? Like, I don't know. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, sure. just making sure. None of my business. I'm just trying to get Faye the was, facts out. Faye was exactly Faye was where Jesus needed her to be for me. That's where Faye was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just right. like the lungs. Now I will. Uh, I'll no, end up with the rest of the topics. Wait, Brian. Wait, I know you have things to say. Okay. Police Academy might be the reason that I, I like, you know, women who can, you know, be stretch fours. That might be the reason. Cause yo, that big white girl got in front of that little Asian dude. He didn't know what to do with himself. It was a wrap. Oh yeah, she threw him around the room. She was not, he was not ready yeah, for. Uh, oh, what's her name? Because he was partners with Tackleberry. I can't remember her name now. Yo, know, like Ed Too Tall Jones is is one of like my favorite because I think we're all kind of married with children. Kids. He's yeah, one sure. of the best looks ever. I do think you have to be at least six two in order to pull off that mustache though, or yeah. you have to be a creative player in Red Dead. That's the only way that works. You can't just Fu Manchu it up if you're not like from that from that point in the world. But yeah, or Guy Fieri because I'm watching Food Network right now. Like he's like five six, and you got the strong family. Yeah, but and you he's rocking to, that. Hey, one. one day we should do a show about how all women are expected to cook, but it's only considered a profession when a man does it. Oof. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. I'm saying. Julia Child does go way back. She was cooking for a living. Now we can. I mean, we can actually do a show about what's old girl. Um, who's the 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 kind of you know, right size brunette who be cooking her ass off? Oh, oh, you talking about Gia, Gia, Yada, um... Rachel Ray? Rachel Ray. Oh yeah, Rachel Ray. Oh, you? I thought you were talking about Giada. Oh, I mean Rachel Ray's like on that list of, you know. Like, you like your girl, but, like, if Rachel Ray's like, we need to sit down and have a conversation, you sit your girl down with Rachel Ray, and you figure it yeah, out. Yeah, like, baby, like, look, I, biscuits, baby, I love you, but we can all make this work. You don't got to do shit. You just go to work. Rachel Ray got everything taken care of. It happens. Anything for you, go, Brian? I not see this coming. And one more thing. Before yeah. Brian goes, Brian, I don't have a question. Again, I don't think I'm doing VIP, so I got to get this off. Did Gianna Michaels leave the game too early? Because I feel like the game could use her right now. She's retired. I mean, have, I mean, she's not coming up on my searches. She's not coming up. Jesus. Everybody. Everybody, like, everybody in, uh, like, her videos still wearing, like, Rock and Republic jeans, true religions. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Afoot. That's the giveaway. <laughs> I, I got to hook you up, Cam, with my buddy Steve. Please, please don't. I've met Steve. Don't, don't hook us up. 
Oh, you, you already know Steve. I'm, I met Steve. Don't hook us up. It's going to be nasty. Don't hook us up. Pause. Because he's like, he's like, I, w- I just saw something on uh, Twitter or Instagram, one of them. He was like, just got back from the AVN Awards. I came and I voted. I was like, no, 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 no. Me and that one of those other guys in our group chats, we have a mutual who also hangs out at the AVN Awards. So don't, nah, don't hook me up. I'm good. Don't do it. There was a wrestling a super fan. I'm sorry, and Brian, we completely hijacked that. There's a wrestling super fan that died, or like he's not dying. He's like he's got some terminal illness where he can't go to wrestling shows anymore. And he said his point of pride was going to the AVN Awards in a wheelchair. That was like his like make a wish moment. And I don't know wow. if I'm happy for him or sad. I tell you what. They had to replace that seat when he left. See? Brian. <laughs> I didn't oh, know boy. it was going to go this here. Why, I didn't know this, this road was the road. This is me off after 90 minutes every week. This is the reason. <laughs> you got it. You got the floor, Brian. Okay, uh, last thing, wrestling. And, and Cam and uh, Trav, you might talk about this already, but Rich can add his uh, perspective to it. So I really thought that Ali... Um, I really thought Ali should have actually won that five-way uh, last night, which was taped in Pittsburgh, of course. Because I think that during the Royal Rumble, you can take a chance on a non-traditional main event. So to me, it was kind of, you know, to me, it's like kind of like a cheat to have AJ go against uh, Daniel Bryan. So if you want to talk about uh, that missed opportunity with um, with Ali not challenging Bryan, I'll hang on and listen, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. Happy New Year to the three of yourselves. And I'll still drop an email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. Thank you, Trav. Thanks, Brian. So I meant to actually meant to bring this up earlier when we talked about AJ winning. I thought the same thing. Like, why not go all the way with Bob Holly? Yeah, yeah. Like the Rumble is the place, and this and Brian Ali is way hotter than Lesnar Holly, even with a broken neck. At the backdrop, because you just knew Bob Holly wasn't getting this wasn't some real push over anything. It was just a match that he wasn't going to win, that he lost in eight minutes. So um, I, I I think they could have they could have put Ali in that spot, had a really good match at the Rumble. And lose in good baby face way, and uh, and you save Brian AJ for next month or Mania. I don't know. I hope they have something good for AJ leading into Mania. I don't yeah, think I just think with AJ. Um, I just think with AJ, you. I don't know if you have him in the Royal Rumble if he's going to lose the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. He's been your world champion for so long. Um, he's not going to be in there. Like, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have been the universal champion in how long? Like, in the last year and a half? Right. Since, well, since WrestleMania where Goldberg was champion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so almost two years, right? Um, there have been two universal champions. WWE champions, 
it's been what? AJ and Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. In about the same span of time, give or take a little bit. Well, really, if we so being real about it, it'd be uh, AJ and uh, 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 gender. Yeah, AJ and Jinder Mahal, exactly. Um, maybe what's, what, was, was that Randy Orton's year? Like, did Randy Orton go into WrestleMania two years ago as champion? Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there have been four or five world champions during that period of time, right? I, I don't right. think that if, if AJ is not going to win the Royal Rumble, I don't think you have him in there as a guy. Um, maybe if he was like last two, final four, final three, exactly. But I don't think AJ is a run it back guy. Like he's still a run it back guy, even though they want to give us this illusion that like rematches aren't automatic. A guy's not champion that long without getting a rematch, automatic or otherwise. So I I do think you do that now. Now I, I understand the idea of let Mustafa Ali have it that early, but I think that lessens AJ if the plan isn't to run that match back or have him flip and challenge somebody else, but it's also not AJ's character to not challenge the guy who beat him. So they're telling a different story with him. Um, I don't know if – like, it's weird. Like, think about what he went through with with Joe. And Joe did all that, and he whooped Joe's ass, right? You know, it's weird to say, oh, you that that animal in there. That 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 dog in you, that pit bull in you. That's what I want to see. Like, no, I've, I've been doing that for two, three years now. Like, I, I don't know what your numbers say, but that's that's who I've been. That's who I am. I, I've made that pretty clear. Um, but I, I, again, in my scenario that I presented, Mustafa Ali might challenge at WrestleMania. Hell, they got to do fast lane or elimination chamber or whatever the fuck. So maybe he gets the challenge early on then and it's not WrestleMania, but I, I don't think you can skip AJ so soon when he's been champion for so long and lost under, you know, the various circumstances. I I think to me it's playing out similar to how Brian's trajectory was playing out toward the end of his contract and since AJ's contract ends in April, it makes sense to me that they're doing it this way because they, and I'm, I'm thinking like Vince McMahon, not thinking like a normal person. To him, having it happen now, that way if he doesn't re-sign, if he goes back to New Japan or something like that, you've now posited for the last few months. What's that? Back to New Japan, we're not going to talk about MHK Styles AEW uh, relationship? Well, but if he's with New Japan, he could work with AEW, Ring of Honor, whomever. Ring of New Japan would be that primary thing because the other guys could give him money, but they're already making you know I'm not, I don't want to take Sean Thunder. They're making some substantial amount of money to to be a member of AEW, like those four or uh, three yeah. between the Bucks and Cody. They're making somewhere in like seven figures between their uh, uh, wrestler contract and then they get points on the back end as executives. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them, it's no-brainer. But for AJ, he better have a solid amount of money from New Japan because the three-year contracts, two-year contracts they're giving out in AEW, that's going to be his last contract as a professional wrestler. So, just like Brian, I think he's just going to play it down to the wire, get as much money from the WWE, and retire happy. 
But in the interim, they're playing him just like they did Brian. They got all of his, if you notice, they got all of his dream matches done. And then once he re-signed, they kind of went on to whatever trajectory they wanted to do with him. All right, well, he was invoked. It's been great showing on from uh, Chico. Yeah, yeah, this guy always likes to be funny. But yeah, I'm in Chico, sure. You got to just say problematic, Sean. That's the best way to say Sean. No, no. Like I said on Twitter that Becky has reclaimed the name Becky and we didn't even realize it. Sean, there's only one type of Sean. There's a pop, like Becky was usually the white woman that's asking for oh, the manager, yeah. whereas Becky <laughs> Becky Lynch right. is the man. And you don't like Corey, Corey Graves tried her again tonight and failed again tonight. Oh, yeah, he needs to stop. Man. He's gonna yeah. get fired. <laughs> He's gonna have to say something real stupid to try to get back at her. He needs to really stop. He's like Ronda. At least they'll have a match. She can't have a match with Corey Gray, so he's just fucking his career. Yeah, he fill me in. He can yeah. if you want. I'm, I mean, he can have a match well, with her if you want. It's not going to go the way he think it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he, and and what he got to do to get there is all bad. Well, Corey Graves said uh, she needs to have a relationship, or uh, she could use it. Somebody said she needs a romance. Somebody was jokingly said it. Yeah, basically, and then yeah, Corey was like, "Well, you know, I can't wait for us to be in a storyline relationship." She's like, "If I'm gonna be stuck with some thirty-year-old emo dude poured into some skinny jeans, I have a worse life than I thought." I will wait for your reply on Monday because I know that's when you'll get your best response from you know. Basically, yep. she made it like writers are help him out. Damn, like she ate him alive, and it was. Ugh. I don't know why <clears> he did that. No, no, no he's he not. Every time Becky, every time Becky responds, he can't respond back because they, they, you got to call, call the body. Like every time he gets back up, it just gets cut right back down. Yeah, man, it's one of those. He should have stopped. Um, real quick, I want to say yeah. that uh, I, I I predicted that Amanda Nunes fight almost exactly to the letter, exactly how it would go. Go on MMAtorch dot com and go read it. Exactly. How many picograms you take before you wrote that article, Sean? People need to know how many picograms you got it. How many picograms? Uh, <laughs> how many picograms you got? Sixty to eighty. Sixty to eighty picograms. Mm. Jesus, is that you wait, should have six, zero, six, sir? Zero. Is that oh, okay? oh, but you know what? The beautiful part of it is, I tested uh, positive in August and September, and then I passed two other tests, and then you know, uh, but I failed my one in December, so. I gotta you know. talk about. I gotta talk to Uwada about what Wade's doing over there as far as his drug right. testing and MMA torch. Questionable. <laughs> hey, look, man, I've, I'm, I've never done drugs. I'm drug free. Okay. See, on, the, on the PW people, Torch side, you gotta understand, period. Sean. On PW Torch side, <laughs> our drug testing <laughs> is apparently me, even, and then everybody else is fine. You say he's what? Drug you said you never done drugs. So all that. Uh, yeah, I never did. Huh? All yeah. Was done yeah. Sober. You just, yeah, you just yeah me that? and Trump fucked up. Me and Trump fucked up. We can't blame it on drugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're two men that cannot blame it on drugs. It's like, nope, that's just him. That's what he said. No, that's you, don't think, you don't think Trump all types of drugs. <laughs> hey, man, at least I'm not a liar, though. Uh, this is oh, and so so with the, with the AEW, man, um, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. I just wanted to know, 
Where do you where do you see them on TV? What who what station do what network do you see them with? Oh, I no idea. I don't. I think I say I CBS. Spike? I'm thinking CBS. CBS has always dabbled in other stuff. Um, CBS might try to keep up with Fox as far as having NFL and wrestling. They have also, they've had World Series of boxing and MMA and stuff like that. So I, I think CBS might take them on. I think they got the money and they got enough networks to do it, enough channels. Right. That's my that guess. Yeah, and with the Jacksonville Jaguars always being on CBS, you know, being an AFC team, I'm thinking CBS is who's going to be looking to get them. At least a special, like I could see that, at least a special for feelers and then see if they can pursue something. Absolutely. Yeah, they get the AFC Jacksonville Jaguar games. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Yeah, because they can promote it just like Fox does. I know all their under. Are CBS Viacom? Am I making that yeah. up? What are the CBS channels? Yeah, is uh, CBS Viacom. Yeah, CBS is part of Viacom. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so they could do B. They could be on BET. <laughs> Nickelodeon baby. <laughs> they could be on BET. Comedy Central. Wait, what? What was Rock? What? What was? Uh, what was the? MTV you can have a shot on a shot of Brandy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Which like, Brandy on BET if you want. I would love a Brandy reality, a Brandy and Cody reality show on BT would be amazing. And you heard and it Cody's here like first, but I'm problematic. It'd be great. Like Michelle, <laughs> like Michelle Williams, her husband. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but how? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty dope. Uh, but uh, with, with AEW, my my last point about them is. Um, they don't have a lot of people are talking about how good they're going to be and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I mean, we don't, we just don't know a lot of stuff in wrestling. The landscape has just changed way too much for anybody to really solidly predict where they're going to go. But I, I, they don't have production, right? They have, you haven't produced, they've done all in, but they haven't done a weekly show. And one thing right. that WWE just d- does well is what we saw with the, the Gargano. I heard y'all talking about the Gargano, um, uh, the Champa um, package, the video package. Nobody does video packages like them. Not even ESPN thirty for nobody. nobody. Not not even close. It takes them thirty but, minutes. But to why tell do they story. have to do it like WWE right now? Like right now they have they DJ Whitmer, have who is experienced with Ring of Honor as far as producing and doing things backstage. They have they have Shad and Tony Khan. Well, really more Tony than Shad, who has the money. Like they already know they just need twenty million dollars to keep everything afloat outside of Tony's foot in the bill. If they don't get it, Tony will still pay it. So I, They don't have to do it like WWE in, at all. No. I, I want them not to. They have because to if, you, if you go, I think that's the thing we've seen. They're not going in this half-cocked. This isn't like uh, the gentleman. I never remember the Italian gentleman who tried to do this in the 90s and basically was full of crap and claimed he had, like, these billionaire guys in the background and Wade wrote the article, and then like a week later, it was like, nah, this dude's broke. And Bruce had been like killing them the whole time, and everybody got all sensitive about it. Uh, this is this is a billionaire saying, I want to do wrestling, and I want to do it right. He's the guy who does yeah. analytics for the Jaguars, and he's not messing around. He's not doing this like like I mentioned when I did the roundtable preview for uh, the New Japan show on Friday. He's not doing yeah. 
the I'm on TV all the time. I'm on every picture. This is me, Tony Khan, wrestling promoter. Yeah. You have not seen this dude. I I just think I'm only only way I'm coming from it is, um, the, the way I'm coming from it. I'm looking at it is a WWE video package. Okay, cool. They're the best. Whatever. And then you got a distant, very distant second. Bam. You, uh, huh? Oh, no, you, yeah. you got you got to my bad. My puppy really quick. My bad. Hey, I got raised by black people, man. You know, my my parents are black, so I I heard somebody call a name. I stopped and listened. I'm trained. Anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it from a point of view of they. They're. I just don't see their production. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm, I'm curious as to that. I know they're not going to do anything half-heartedly or anything, but I just I don't know what their production is going to be like. And you got to move me with them packages. That's the only thing that's gotten me really into some of these WWE feuds or paper. Really, the only thing that got me to watch pay-per-views because I'll miss a couple weeks of Raw or SmackDown or something, and I'll so, I'll turn on the pay-per-view and I'll see that going. And it, I don't know. I just I'm just hoping that for level. Not the not the money, uh, but but the creativity. I hope the level of production we get from them is just great. I, I think they, that's the one thing they need to to be uh, you know to be uh, very successful. Uh, my my yeah. thing, uh, look, uh, but I'll, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. We're gonna in, in that on that note, uh, showing it. I appreciate you. Um, I, I, I completely son of a bitch. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I'm no, no, no. That's right that's on me. That's I completely. I had a thing to say, and I completely botched it and lost my thought before I even. Uh, so, sorry, that's all me. My bad. Um, we're just gonna move move along. Thanks, Sean, for the call. Okay. I appreciate you. As always. Um, as I still search my mind for the thought. All right, we're bringing Darrell on. I'm about to pay this motherfucker a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, Darrell. You're on the air, brother. You're on the air. Don't be saying anything that's admissible in court. Oh, man. I'm talking about this man stuff, man. I'm already upset. What's up? Um, How you doing, drunk, drunk, drunky? Yeah. How you doing, Captain Witch? <laughs> and his arm um, about trap. That, that punk from Texas. Is that punk from Texas still on here? Oh Jesus! Damn. They tried to kill Uga last night with the um goddamn bull. Well, how y'all gonna take a bulldog and put him put it in red and stick it in front of a bull? That ain't smart. Hey man, it wasn't in front of actually. It wasn't. It wasn't in front of him actually. It was on the side of him. But anyway, yeah, but he saw him out the corner of his eye. You had a bulldog get in the corner of his eye. Stick his tongue out, show his hole behind to that Bevo, and Bevo wasn't taking that crap. Hey, let me ask you though. 
Bevo stood his line. ground they, like they a good like, nigga. Why couldn't your O line protect your quarterback like you trying to protect your conversation right now? How come Georgia's quarterback right now? Georgia's quarterback was like, okay. You can't be running like that in our league, you get handled. And then he, he they ran like that yeah. on him and mm, I saw Georgia calling for the police. Hey, okay, I'll put the phone on you. Hey, and Rick, the Rick co-signing this? Mr. Notre Dame, I hope you ain't no Notre Dame fan, Mr. Three Points, or, or something like that. But, any, but anyway. I'm not a Notre Dame Rick, fan. I went to Pitt. I work at Pitt. Coach, I love Pitt. Pitt football and, and, and got smoked. Yeah. Would, would you go in the game? Would you go in the game? With seven freshmen starting and you playing. And you playing twelve freshmen who it's a first game playing all season. It's a championship game. Would you go? Would you feel confident in your team? If that was the team I rolled with all year, I would. No, I'm talking about no. I said you coming in the game. You with seven yeah. new starters. They're freshmen, haven't played mm-hmm. a snap the whole entire year. Now they got to play in the championship game. With four other freshmen rotating in with them who never played a snap on the defensive side well, of the ball. I mean, if it's the SEC, I was told by the young white lady on the beach that it's just better. So, okay. uh, SEC rookie is like a four-year starter somewhere else. That's what I heard. That's the SEC hate I'm, I'm feeling. That's what's up. It isn't hate. It's appreciation. My parents lived for several years in Opelika, Alabama, so I got to hear Paul Feinbaum every year I'd come to visit them for Christmas or for Easter or something like that. So I am quite well-versed in the realm of SEC. Georgia got in. No, wait, Georgia didn't get in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Rich. I'm sorry. Hey, Rich. Remember that time your two running backs rushed for 1,000 yards apiece? And then they had 29 rushing yards through three quarters. You remember that? Ooh, I remember that. I remember that. You remember that? Remember cool. Pepperidge Farm that's remembers. Cool. Pepperidge cool. Farm remembers. No, no, no. Ah, you know what's cool? Wait a minute. That was on top of, remember, the running back The running back situation happened within several months of an offensive coordinator in Georgia also telling his team up 28-3 to three, we don't need to run anymore. That happened? That happened. Pepperidge Farm remembers. I remember. <laughs> they all. Oh, but we'll, uh, we'll get that opportunity again to um, to play to play in or be in the playoffs. I don't know about the next time that you would ever have that experience in their life. So you know what I'm saying? Y'all will go back to mediocrity, mediocrity. And we're going to go back to being hey, where we was in the first place. Listen, we, didn't well, go back to, as long as we, we didn't go back to Athens with an L, though. That's what we did right. do. Listen, <laughs> listen, Darrell, here's the thing. All he does is build character, baby. Build character. Yeah, well, y'all going to get a lot of character built because the two two of his brothers coming up right after him. So y'all ain't making it to the SEC championship until, like, 2027. We made hey, wait, Rich. Rich, oh, we, Rich. We, we, what is y'all going to help for? We'll meet them. We'll meet them wait, every wait, year Terrell. in the championship. Terrell, so it don't the, matter. What's the what's the G on the helmet stand for? 
G, as in straight up G, straight up gangster. Oh, I thought and, I and it's going to stand for it's going to stand. See that ass will be coming for the K. <laughs> hey, and it's going to and it's going to stand and it's going to stand for goon because I'm gonna send shots to Twitter at you. <laughs> Imagine, and you're gonna have to take this smoke. What's, what's wait, 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 wait. What's what's lower? What's lower? Your mascot's balls or your team morale? What's it lower? Ooh, <laughs> neither, neither. Somebody said Kirby oh, Smart. Man. Somebody said Kirby wait, Smart was Mark Rick without wait, a Bible app. Wait, wait. Who? Hey man, who wants less smoke? Oh, come on, now. don't talk about me Mark Rick. or your, your quarterback Rick is transferring. Losing ass up in here. Oh, you got to, oh, he ain't transferring. He's not transferring. Oh my God! I think did a lot of the Holy Wait, 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 wait. Did he inherit a Vandy Holyfield's ear? Like, did he get that from him? Cause I don't know. No, you can't take it, but you can, man. We busted that ass last night, boy. Could you? <laughs> like, hey, I, you got to take your losses. I take this L's, man. I take this L's. Oh no, oh no, take this shit. You're gonna take it. You definitely gonna take oh, it. Oh yeah, I know. Ball away from oh, y'all. Oh yeah, I know. The quarterback is just throwing the ball up. I know. He didn't want no smoke. How did? How do you lose to Tim Tebow again? He don't even play no more. <laughs> You gave up. You gave up three rushing. You gave up three rushing touchdowns to a nigga with the same haircut as guy on Street Fighter. How do you feel? We gave up. We gave up two. We gave up two. We gave up two, and the referees gave you one. Y'all had Tom Sizemore run you over at quarterback. Man, and if we wouldn't have got teased out of the extra, and we wouldn't have got teased out of the extra, they took the time away. We, were, we really would have seen how much you would have been laughing. <laughs> we would have came back in them last 54 seconds. But, hey, man, But what happened? Hey, it don't mean, it wouldn't mean Yo. nothing. It wouldn't mean nothing if we beat y'all. If we beat y'all, that wouldn't mean nothing. So, y'all, no, that's, 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 that's a highlight that's right. for y'all season. Oh. See, it wouldn't have meant anything, though, Darrell. It wouldn't have meant anything if y'all had kept the lead you had on them. But letting them come back and then beat you as you did, that means a lot. Wait, we all the um, like Alabama fifth ranked team we beat this year. Wait, you... And how many? How uh, all I'm saying is, look, we're beating more. We have, we're beating I more than no, five. I understand your football team is a good football team. I, I do understand that. Yeah, man. It's now, do you understand? We expect that. We expect. We expect. To be in bigger places, y'all just happy to be there. That's why we wasn't I mean, satisfied in playing y'all. No, it's, in that it's trash actually Durrell talking to Cam and Travis and that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey Durrell, remember that thing I said I wasn't going to do? I did it, and it feels amazing. Yeah. I know it does. Man, I know it does. Like, Who that I'm already steaming. I'm already steaming. We lost. We lost last night. Then my mama comes to me. She gets stuck in the driveway. You have to have to be spending the day working on the driveway. Just get no, finished with that. I don't like that. Let me ask you: When you clean the driveway, did you get a better push than your offensive line? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it don't stop. You just keep going. Oh, man. It's so good. No, um, I already have okay. to listen to this okay. in my Discord and in, in my Discord group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I have my trash. Okay, trash Texas. But good win though. On on some no, real hey, stuff. Good win. In all seriousness. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know. We're good. Yeah. Y'all still, y'all still owe me. Y'all still gonna owe us one. Hopefully, y'all make it to the playoffs next year. We get that back. I, I, yeah. Instead I of being Oklahoma. I genuinely. Instead of being Oklahoma, what y'all haven't did, you know. I think there's, you know, what's funny. Like, like, no, don't get aside. I think that even I think Lincoln Riley's a great play caller. You don't get uh, Baker Mayfield and then Kyler Murray in a row. Like Kyler Murray had to turn down schools and then go to A and M and then transfer to OU, and he was like coming out of candy. Like he was the best quarterback probably ever in Texas history. He's forty three dollars. Like he's he's ridiculous. So I don't think it happens again. Dana Holgerson goes to Houston. Um, I don't think Oklahoma State has a quarterback in the tuck. Cliff Kingsbury nope. Like, it's set up. Um, you know, that LSU game, LSU is that school that has better athletes than, than everybody, but isn't necessarily better at football than anybody. So you never know. But it's kind of set up for Texas to run the table. But I don't know. And I don't care. I felt that not you guys might be fine. Makes it really easy. Damn, you guys would be really good if Rule takes an NFL job because that might be a stumbling game. Yeah, yeah. If you go be the Browns think, coach. Oh, shit. Who knows who they're going to hire. But I think that um, like kind of what we're going to see um, if, if Humphrey and Colin Johnson come back, I don't think anybody in the Big 12 can defend Texas. Like, they're serious. If those two come back, I just think they can put the ball anywhere. Um, and then I really see uh, Ellinger having a Tebow season. And what I mean is, if he didn't get hurt, he has a 2020 season based yeah. on the offense. Not, not talking about how good or bad he is, but he has a 2020 season if he doesn't have to he miss had a similar Tebow season. two games. Whatever, I don't he, had a like, Tebow. he still ended up with 16 rushing touchdowns. But I think that him having a full season, them not coming out slow against Maryland, like I think he does hit the 2020 season. And I think that based on who's out there, that probably makes him a Heisman finalist. Um, but I don't, you know, in 2005, 2006, when I was a younger man, I could invest that type of time into football and not affect my health. I'm just happy to be here, man. I get to talk trash for one day. I have to go back and work and yell at these kids. So I've enjoyed it. I'm good. I respect being like a punching bag today. Gone. <laughs> Trey, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was just lying low with his Penn State love. Bag. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I have no. I don't know what I'm talking about in each discussion, so <laughs> why say things? Wait, you got like 30 years NCAA 13 experience. You could jump in this conversation. 14, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that qualifies. Probably every number one recruiting class in them 30 years also. Well, yeah. all you have to do is tell them about the uh, GMOs and the hidden history and those kids are hooked. Yeah, no. Get coached by the weird... Uh, what's on your mind wrestling wise? Um, wrestling wise, interesting. Um, see who can motivate each other. Um, motivate a top wrestler better. 
is a Triple H or Vince McMahon since they run in similar stories with Seth and and um, AJ. Who can who motivation works the best? I like that story that they telling. Vince with the old punch me in the face. <laughs> I, I think um, it, it depends on the wrestler. Um, I don't know if. AJ Styles and Triple H should never wrestle. I don't think there's any storyline reason, any aesthetic reason, anything you can come up with that would be compelling enough for them to to really go at it. Um, I think that it's weird to say, but because they're kind of from the same generation, I don't have interest in that match because I know which one's better. Um, Triple H and Seth Rollins, being, you know, that's his uncle, for lack of a better way of saying it. His godfather, for lack of a better way of saying it. I think that that works better. I think with AJ, you know, he's closer in wrestling age to a Triple H, a Stone Cold, a Rock. So I think that the motivation from Vince McMahon is better for him. Like, this is somebody who's already wrestled Shane McMahon at WrestleMania and got what people tell me, because I don't believe it, is a good match out of him. So <laughs> I, I think it's better for him. If I'm a guy in NXT, I, I think that if the money's the same, and, and this is probably kills the argument because the money's never the same. If the money's the same, I want to be on camera with Triple H. Um, unless I'm Is that the question? Then I want to be on camera with Vince because I, I just hold him in a higher regard than I do most other wrestlers. And so I think that that look for him kind of solidifies how I feel. But if I'm younger, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I've been in WWE less years than Seth Rollins, I want to be with Triple H. If I've been there longer, mm-hmm. I want to be with Vince. Like a Dolph Ziggler should aspire to do a program with a Vince McMahon. Okay, I must have missed I just thought, was who can motivate the wrestling? Well, no, that's what we're saying, but I, 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 my caveat is that who can motivate them better depends on their tenure and age and style. Okay. And I can see it all head into both of them in championship matches. Um, if AJ don't win the title back, but I think he will, I'm seeing him going that mania with Randy Orton. The way that when he pulled Randy out the ring and how they stuck the camera and kept it in Randy's face and kept going back from him to AJ, him to AJ, I thought that was leading that they gone that they gone head there. So, and if AJ wins the title, that's uh, I guess that you can call that a co-headline, a main event match for the title. If you do AJ versus Randy, and they already built Randy up as being this new vicious, vile character, and you're building AJ up to supposed to bring this dog in him. So I understand even without the title, I can see that's a match that he has at uh, Mania. And um, calling for the old Seth Rollins to come back, the old Seth Rollins is the one who um, broke the beast, who put the, um, broke his ribs and had that amazing triple threat match with him, John Cena, um, that one year, so, and they never finished telling that story, and maybe he could be the one that beat the beast. So, 
just see them on similar path. Your number one baby faces for each brand, so it depends how how it would go. That's why I ask who motivation works the best. But other than that, I heard everything else that y'all was speaking on. Um, not too much news. Not too much other news going on. No real news anyway, so. Waiting to see what happened after these weeks. Waiting on the ratings to come out. See, can they get back over 2 million? Nobody talked about how SmackDown in a down week. Even though they lost viewers, they didn't lose that many viewers to be able to beat Raw for the last time of the year. So they beat them three times last year. Another thing by the time Christmas night comes around, are you on the couch? Like regardless of <laughs> your your family status, by the time Christmas night's there, you're exhausted from whatever you're doing. You might have already taken a nap. And then you're waking up when it's getting dark outside. So that's what's on. Like, I don't know what else comes on as far as live programming Christmas night. Um, you're, if you're like me, I'm, I, when I found Darrell, and full disclosure, I almost didn't watch the game last night because I was sitting there watching football all day. Um, same thing with basketball on a Christmas day. Like, it's just basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, and, like, I think mean, you get worn out on just looking at basically the same aesthetic. So that, you know, coupled with a lot of things, like kids have to go to bed earlier on Christmas night because um, parents or I'm sorry, because Santa has things mm-hmm. he needs to, to make happen. he got to make something shake as soon as the kids close their eyes. And, you know, he operates on a different schedule. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there are factors kind of leading to more eyes being on a show um, on a Christmas night instead of a Christmas Eve, kind of the same thing for New Year's. Like, I don't know who is home in front of their TVs until 10 p.m. here, 11 p.m. where you live. But the next night, after a long nap, um, some ibuprofen and uh, a lot of paper towels, you know, you might be in front of the TV. Yeah. If you're you're watching TV on a New Year's or Christmas day, you're probably watching some marathon. Twilight Zone, Three Studios, or whatever. I was watching the incredible Dr. Pole on Discovery Wild. That's my show. Veterinary show. That's kind of what you do if you're in front of the TV. That's what gives me life. You know, new programming. And if you do, wrestling it happens to fall on a Wrestling day. There you go. Bonus. I was recovering for um alcohol, from not having alcohol poisoning, especially New Year's Day. So sitting in laying across the bed and sitting watching the TV helped cure the um and a lot of fluids helped cure that alcohol that was trying to come out and leaking out the pores. So that's why I sit and watch it. And I'm pretty sure nobody gonna watch it on New Year's Eve because you are. Getting that alcohol poison in you on them days right there, so Man, I understand that. Well, maybe in college. 
Ranger. I appreciate man. you, man. Cam, Rich, thank you for your time, energy, expertise. Yeah. Have a great night, guys. Hey, man. Talk to you later. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for uh, listenership, feedback, your interactions, all that stuff. This live show ends, so all you free folks, that's it. We'll get at y'all next week. Same time, same channel. VIP folks, click over. Rich and I will be back for another hour or so of content. Yeah, so until next time, we'll get at y'all.